All right, well, Dale's going to click around there for a second. Uh, 57, anything else we need to know? I see where you're going with the agenda. Going places, deep, dark places that we've never been before. That's not true. We've been to all these places. And back again. Yeah. Uh, what is that called? There and back again, the Hobbit's Journey? Mm, by Bilbo. By Bilbo Baggins? By Dildo? Mm-hmm. What? No, Jesus. This is already. That's a different one. That's, that's, yeah. a different film. that's, that's the porn parody, yes. Okay. We've probably all seen that one too, but actually, no, because I mean, who wants yeah. to see a hobbit? Yeah. Hobbit's like sounds... furry feet? Come on, man. No, I'm not a, I'm not a furry feet fetish guy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go throw up for a second. Hold on. I'm, I'm here. glad that was recorded. Uh, damn it. Got me again. <laughs> all right. Uh, we ready to roll? Because it's 9.15. If we don't get this shit going, this thing's going to take forever. It's going to uh, take forever anyway. Yeah, good point. Snafu. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. All right. Welcome to another episode of Snafu. I'm Rick. This is episode 57. Jesus. Happy New Year. Everyone say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. In case you didn't hear, that's Jeff, Pat, and Dale. We're all still here. Five years in the making. Right? Five years? Uh, Next month we'll be in our fifth year, yes. Dear Lord. Okay. Well, welcome to another episode. We're going to go back in time to... An old topic that's I don't know did, did this come up Pat did this come up in uh, other discussions online is that why we we're going uh, back yeah. to this well before the last episode we, we we threw out a Facebook thing saying hey you know what kind of topics you guys like to talk like us to talk about and more than several people felt we had something to add for partisans that we didn't cover back to you two and a half years ago in episode 11 so so we'll probably give those, you exactly the same model info. lines out for that work well for partisans. There are. That's, that's I think the big thing I think that was the thing that triggered Sorry. it. Maybe is that there are a bunch of new models. Yeah. Uh, right. So let's jump right into it. Uh, so in case you didn't know, we're going to talk about partisans. We're going to talk about hobby stuff. Uh, we got some social media updates. Uh, a bunch of other stuff. We'll we'll uh, we'll go through this. Um, so let's start with hobby updates, Jeffrey. What are you working on these days? <clears throat> uh, mostly printing and painting, which is good. Um, I think I talked last month, last episode about I have way more stuff printed now than I know what to do with, and it's only gotten worse since then. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I busted through six or seven more rolls of filament since the last episode. So, dear Dang. lord, how many There's kilometers a- is that? Uh, well, I just surpassed I think the thirteenth kilometer yesterday. It's further than I can walk. It's further than I can walk, uh, <laughs> which also necessitated I've worn out my second brass nozzle with PLA, which is impressive if you're in 3D printing and you know how much filament it takes to wear out a <laughs> nozzle with PLA. Uh, how many hours of printing do you get per spool, roughly? Uh, I think I figure it's something around 60 to 70. Okay, 
Oh, that's pretty good. It's not so bad. Yeah, well, and that's that's a guess. I mean, I would have to double-check that, you know. I keep meaning to uh, do a tally on that, but then I think of it when I'm halfway through a spool, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe that's yeah. fun. Now it's a little hard to judge at this point, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right. Well, and, like, some things take longer because they're more technical, you know. I mean, it's it's hard to say for sure because I, I don't perfectly track it either, but, you know, I mean... I figure I get at least four or five 16-hour prints out of a spool, which is 32, 30, yeah, so yeah, 60-ish hours, plus or minus. Yeah, of course, Sweet. it also depends on what uh, what layer of thickness you're pumping through. There right, and if I have any cock-ups where I have to throw away, you know, however much is printed already, that happens, so... I uh, I think I tried to break my hot end putting the new nozzle in, so that was, that was my excitement. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, those, I know how to replace those now. Yeah, well... Changing a nozzle should be about a three-minute job if you know what the hell you're doing. And I thought I knew what the hell I was doing, and clearly I didn't. It ended up being about a three-hour job, which is stupid. See, that's what but, happens when you're like, I think I know what I'm doing. I'm not gonna, yeah. not gonna, oh, yeah. not totally, gonna watch it on YouTube and. Yeah, totally new enough to be dangerous. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I printed a ton of stuff. I've got one very dense table printed, or more likely two or three normal tables printed, and then I printed up. Mm, about a third of that Italian airborne army I have. And then kind of just, I don't know. It's it's hard to motivate yourself when you're not going to be putting models on a table. Yeah, it's so I hate it, but it's, it's true. It's just really hard to motivate yourself. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so I figure as long as I can print, I feel like I'm still hobbying pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, something. Sure. That's, at some point, I'm going to use my mask for a purpose that isn't going out and buying groceries, and I'll get the airbrush kicked up again and really just paint the hell out of all this terrain so yeah i don't recommend bringing your airbrush to the grocery store uh, no. they you know nobody probably even noticed quite honestly you just set up in the bread aisle and just start blasting <laughs> it probably wouldn't honestly I, I was gonna say it's actually it's kind of weird tangent but like i was i actually went grocery shopping the other day and i was like i wanted to i think it was trying to buy a grapefruit I'm like, and you know, like the best way to tell if a grapefruit's right or not is if it's, if you smell it, like if it's ripe, mm-hmm. you can smell it. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to mask on. How am I supposed to smell this thing? Aren't you supposed to thunk it or something? That's a watermelon. Uh, that's a melon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, grapefruit just typically have, like, I don't know. I've, I've always just learned what a grape, grapefruit, a ripe grapefruit smells like. So it's pretty easy. You just sniff it, but it's a little bit harder with a mask on. I felt kind yeah. of rogue by pulling my mask down below my nose for a second and sniffing it like three people like yell and point at you <laughs> the, yeah the the i can see his nose somebody in the corner striking the flint to let, get their torch lit and come after you <laughs> guys pulling the pitchfork out of his pocket well it, it's funny that you say that i didn't like is the whatever grocery store i was in i'm not going to name names but they like one of the guys behind me was loading fruit into the thing and they were actually using their walkie-talkie somebody was using their walkie-talkie in the store saying there's a small small lady with gray hair that doesn't have a mask on in such aisle somebody needs to go get her so they were like paying attention security was paying attention to it apparently so i mean i commend them for that so um anyway that's a weird tangent so i don't know we live in somebody tell me how you check a grapefruit without smelling it good luck Anyway, I feel bad enough, like, I buy produce, you know, like limes and stuff, and I always tell if a lime's going to be good because I pick it up and I feel it, Mm -hmm. and I can usually tell if it's going to be overripe, underripe, whatever, and it's like, I feel weird picking up different fruits and setting them back down even. Right? Yeah, yeah, I've I've had that same feeling, too. We, you like, 
You know, like you just kind of have to accept it and just wash right. your wash your yep. limes and shit. Like nobody washes limes, but you kind of have to wash it you all now. Have to now. Yeah, hey, but, yeah. You also do, uh, you wash the doorknobs and the light switches too. I never do that. We're at home. Yeah. Oh god, that sounds like a hell of a lot of work. I'm, I'm done. Jesus, you guys. Fuck no. <laughs> all right. First of all, you don't care. You don't have gloves with you in the grocery store. Amateurs. No. 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 You should be carrying those gloves and using them. They've got them. I'm, well, the grocery stores I go to, they provide the, they provide gloves. So oh. you can't buy a good avocado without actually, you know, that's how you figure out how ripe it is, is how it feels. I yeah, right. absolutely no, agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to be prepared for stuff like that. So. No. I don't, my, my grocery store isn't bourgeois enough to give us Yeah, clothes. no, it's definitely not, not bougie for me either. I am a bougie grocery store. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're, I mean, I'd like to be. I'd like to you're, be. A, you're a Lund's Byerly's guy, aren't you? Or uh, I, I may actually end up going to places like that quite often. Yes. Yeah. No, it's all good. Like, yeah, but their stuff's the best. So their, their, their stuff is the best when you can they have carpet. You they do have a, have um, carpet. I found a white macadamia um, cookie thing that they had there uh, this week that mm. I was pretty excited about. Anyways, that sounds that delicious. Sounds really good. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, Dale, since we're talking, what have you worked on any hobby stuff lately? Uh, no, not not miniature hobby related. Anyways, picked up, in, but it's not related to this podcast, so I won't go oh, into it. No, I, um, I, I want to go into it for a second because I want to know how it tasted. It actually tasted really, it tasted really good. Um, my son got me a smoker. Yeah, and so, um, and so I um, last week I, I I pre-seasoned it and and took care of all the initial mm. stuff and set up, and then I, I threw a pork shoulder into it Friday and today's Saturday, so yesterday, and. Um, it it turned out really well. I didn't know really what I was doing, but um, I think pork shoulder is super forgiving. It is. Uh, they're they're like the veteran infantry of bolt action, <laughs> smoking meats. You know, it's, they're pretty hard to screw up. The American veteran infantry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you just kind of it's a fire and forget kind of a thing. Anyways, but it it turned out really good. That's um, awesome. Com- coming back to the miniature aspects of this, um, get the hobby time kicked off for me when it comes to painting again so looking forward to it yeah cool you know i was i was thinking dale another way to relate that to your hobby time if you uh build some mdf train again you ever want to give it that authentic that in the smoker for a while no i can't even imagine what how that would flavor like mdf stinks like shit anyway like i kind of like how it smells when you crack open that mdf package after it's been plastic wrapped a little bit it smells like cancer like, that oh, that sends that, my wife out of the room pretty quick. Yeah. Really? I, I don't know. A little I bit of like burnt it. wood smell. I kind of like it. Yeah, I, it reminds me of um, model fire. rocketry when I was oh, a kid. That's Good fair. Call. Yeah, that's exactly okay, right. So, so here's. Especially after you fire those engines off and then you go retrieve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's totally what it reminds me okay, of. Okay. Okay, so I will clarify my statement. I agree. I actually like the smell. What I don't like is when I'm like done, I've been done doing it for like two hours and like I've washed my hands like eight times and my hands still stink like the shit. Like that, I don't like so much. You don't, did you try soap? What, what is soap? Yeah, you don't fish enough. You got to learn how to get that smell off your hands, man. You, you just run it, rubbing on stainless steel. No, no, I swear to God, a diet coke. Really? Dump diet, diet, dump diet coke on your hands, like just like you're washing your hands in diet coke. Like hmm. for real? It's weird, but it, I mean that's what we do to get fish gut smell off our hands when we're up at camp. So, so. Rick, that's a stainless steel thing. Is that a thing? For yeah, you? yeah, no, yeah. They make a, they make a. You can buy them on Amazon. They make stainless steel soap bars. You, my, I got one of those for Christmas because I, I do a lot of cooking and yep. my hands with the garlic, especially. Yep. 
a couple of days after that, and it was in my stocking. And my daughter was like, "Oh yeah, you just use that after, after you cook, and it'll get the garlic smell mm-hmm. away." And I kind of scoffed at that. Yeah, it's bit. crazy to think that it actually works. But if you, we can use the top of your uh, like faucet, like even Chrome works. But yeah, okay. you just rub cool. your hands on it, and it makes the garlic smell go away. I have no idea why it does it. As crazy as it is, but anyway. all the uh, MDF scraps I have, I keep for. Um, like uh, broken down buildings and rubble and shit like that. Though, yeah, so. don't don't use it to smoke meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna not say I'm gonna throw that out there. It's probably if, not uh, if I smoke something with MDF, Jeff, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to eat it. Oh, Jesus gosh, Christ, that no. sounds awful. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I was no. I was more going for that perception on a bolt action table where there's burning buildings and they smell sure. like burning. You know, sort of like when it's made out of candy cane, it makes you vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go there, but I decided not to. I'm well, glad someone did. Don't do a horse field then is all I'm going to ask. Yeah, no, we're not doing that either. Well, let's, let's keep it to visual authenticity if we can. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. not having to feel like yeah. I'm going to throw up while I'm playing a game. If, if we're able to master the visual aspects, then perhaps we can branch out and maybe try other things. Like I would probably branch later. off. I'd probably do um, auditory before I would do uh, Olfactory. smell yeah, and yeah, taste. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just lick it. It smells authentic. <laughs> wow, it smells like a bunch of people are dying. In, in one of our Operation Snafu, it's like you're really there. <laughs> we just oh. we just forget having it inside the ballroom. We just do it outside, and it's like we're just actually doing battle of the bulge in the snow. That's that's how we're gonna roll next year. Bring your snow gear, and we might have to. Shit, <laughs> yeah. the only way we're allowed. Let's not sink that shit. I know, I know. We're not there yet. All right. Anyway, so that was you, Dale. Um, yep. I, I will follow that and say I have done little to no modeling, but I've also smoked meat. Um, but that's just normal for me. <laughs> that's I a different just, podcast. That's a totally different podcast. Well, we might as well just start that podcast. Whatever. No. Uh, no, thanks. I don't want to be <laughs> Not suitable for work. <laughs> not that kind, you perverts. <clears throat> You're the meat smoker. Yeah, I appreciate that I didn't bring up any of the innuendo, but somehow the first thing you dip your toe in and everybody piles on. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> that's, that's just par for the course. So, um, uh, no, I. So we'll get into some of this other stuff. I've been actually doing a bunch of, I, I wouldn't say a bunch, but some behind the scenes stuff. Um, you'll, you'll, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, Pat, how about you? What have you been working on? Uh, actually, quite a bit. I got, I finished it. So nice. I got, I got the motor pools all done now. All the guys are done, put away, and just wait to make a list for, ideally, Bug Eater might happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, hoping for that. So, it's either that, or um, I might have my Soviets done by then. Good God. Uh, I've got the first 20-plus guys assembled out of, which is probably going to be 80 or so. Oh, I can't even imagine putting those guys together. Sorry, Pat. Uh, yeah, so here's what I've done, is I've committed to myself during the week to assemble five guys a night. Okay. Did you clip them all off the sprue and put them no, in a little bit? They're still on the, they're still <laughs> on the sprue. I clip them as I assemble them. Yeah, it's a good call. Occasionally I'll get a wrong left arm somewhere and those go away, but there's there's enough of those in the sprue. Yes, sir. Um, I got five test models painted. I think I posted that for you guys. Yeah. I'm not set in those bases yet. Um, yeah, I think you're missing something there still. Yeah, well I, well, I was at the source a week or so ago. Okay. And something from uh, Green Stuff World 
they have these rollers that you can use basically for green stuff, but I yep. imagine it'll work for you know any two-part epoxy, or I just I have Sculpey that I'll probably be using it for, and okay. it has a brick pattern, so yep. I can just roll out a brick pattern, and it's also got some gaskets you can put in the end, so you can actually have the depth set. Oh, oh cool. Oh, cool. So I'm going to be trying that out, and you know, I'll probably be getting back to the, the Sculpey and making some bases, and I might try to do some bricks and, you know, I'll and also be doing a lot with the Stalingrad table I'm working on with all the trains I have printed up. Uh, I wasn't... So, like, I think I mentioned last episode, I'm doing kind of what I'm calling a negative terrain table, where I have the one-inch foam and I'm cutting down into it. Mm-hmm. But I wanted the train to be set down for two reasons. The first reason is I have a factory on the board, and the picture I saw kind of had the tracks set down, so I figured, well, shit, that's probably a really easy way to roll tanks on is to have probably basically that, that that bed sitting there at the concrete level. So, uh, aside from trying to cut a bunch of foam to the right height for three different tracks, I realized that I still have my work computer and all my design software at home. So I just uh, designed up and printed off some STLs for the three tracks that I'll be running. So those no, are nice. all printed off. Cool. That was about two weeks of printing straight. Yeah. <laughs> and so roughly right now, almost a, uh, a, I would say a sixth of the table is just printed, 3D printed, just <laughs> for the base table itself. Nice. <laughs> so and I've got all the trains are sitting there. I put together uh, four buildings, and I have a Sarissa factory, I think they call it. And then I realized last week that they have basically an addition onto that. And as I kind of started laying out on the table, I'm like, I need a little more, so I had to order that. So that should be here in a couple weeks. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, I think that's... Oh, so I was looking at uh, Stalingrad lists, and so I was looking at the Stalingrad campaign book, and there's the there's the two selectors. I think, Dale, you were looking at those two, uh, with the no one step... not one step back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's the other one... Uh, not one step back, and no land beyond Volga. Both of those have artillery selections for zero one in there. However, in the special rules, they have what's called off-map battery, which says you can't take any artillery units. Nope. So I kicked that one up the line, and uh, yesterday or later, or yeah, yesterday or so, I got an answer back from Alessio himself, who said, "Yeah, we're gonna add that to the FAQ. That the special rules take precedence." So expect that coming in an FAQ at some point. Cool. So yeah. which special rule? Well, that just confirms that you can't take. Right. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. take artillery. The selector, they say zero one guns, and they list all the guns that you can take, like and, a normal selector. Right. But then the rules, you know, say you can't take artillery. Mm-hmm. So. Right. But I think, I think one of those selectors lets you. Um, your artillery bombardments, you get a, a little bonus with that. So. Uh, yeah, you get to call in a second artillery strike after the first one resolves. Yeah, which I kind of like. I kind of like the idea because, if I'm not mistaken, the Soviets actually have a bonus for their artillery rolls. So. Yes, they do. They get to roll 2d6 when determining the 9 inches plus 1d6, and they can yeah. pick which one. So. Yep. so boom boom goes boom boom. Yeah. yeah. But is, that, is that worth 100 points? Yeah. Well, I... Um, if you can, if you can call it in an extra time, and you get, you get the extra dice for, you know, 
it makes it, it more yeah. worthwhile than if you can't call in and, and you don't get the additional role. So it it ain't it's not a it's not an air observer for the U.S. Army though, because those guys are awesome. Well, well I'm sorry, that's well, very dry sarcasm. Okay. You need to hit your sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you got a sarcasm horn or something. A little more, use. little more, little more tone would help, I think. <laughs> no, I, I mean, approach to it was, um, to, um, in order to play a chosen army effectively, um, to try taking um, the maximum. Um, uh, that you can get with your army special rules to play those to the max, maximize your advantages. Mm-hmm. And that particular army selector allowed you to kind of take additional benefit from one of one of Soviet, the Soviet army's special rules. That was that was my approach. Yeah, to it, so. no, that's cool. Oh, was there still Panzerfaust in Stalingrad? I don't remember off the top of my head. No, I think so. There should uh, should was that too I, early? Was that there shouldn't be two. There shouldn't be. <laughs> okay, I didn't think. I thought that was forty-two. So, if I remember correctly, one of the uh, complaints about the Stalingrad list is that Panzerfaust didn't exist then, and they're not available to the Germans, but they are in the <laughs> Stalingrad for the Russians. Mm, we saw a few. Perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, the Panzerfaust doesn't exist uh, for the majority of what the Stalingrad time period is. So, you shouldn't That's be bringing them. There you go. So, it really limits your anti-tank capability without having artillery in there. That's I mean, okay. I guess you have mortars and stuff, but... It's just oh, one yeah. dice. You can bring in their artillery barrage a couple times. Right. That'll do. On a proper Stalingrad board, I wouldn't want to bring a tank anyway. Right. Yeah, right. Especially if you got, like, the the crazy rubble rules. Right. Yeah. You don't really want to tr- try to tank on any of that shit. Oh, speaking of rubble, I did also get those uh, the rubble packets that you recommended, Dale, from the... Is it Frontline? Uh, it's a... So there's two frontline games. There's frontline gaming, and this is frontline games. It's a different company, but <laughs> okay. their rubble packs are brilliant. Yeah, I, I well, I like them. I picked up three of them. So I, yeah, I think I think I used like eight of them on my first Stalingrad board. So well, then I'm going to be picking up a few more. I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah. Somebody fire a link to that. I'd be interested in that now. And I also yeah. um I also picked up a bunch of individual bricks as well from things from the basement. You can buy one brick for one penny. So I think that's what it was. Dear God, that's so expensive. So I got like, I got like $10 worth of bricks. Yeah, that seems really, st- for what they are, because they're tiny little pieces of just, like, what are they? What are they actually uh, made of? I'm also uh, gonna MDF. Be, MDF, okay. Yeah, I'm also going to be making some from Sculpey, too. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's, and, and Saving yourself it, some time. It's really effective because um, it allows you to mix them up with your rubble, and then you've got little pieces of color that you can pick out with your airbrush super easily with like um, a red and an orange and then it really helps your board kind of break up all of the the you know the gray brown broken down buildings and stuff like that so nice you're gonna have to send a link deal there's like a bajillion frontline games they're like i got it oh well there you go okay yep. if i recall they were like what seven bucks seven bucks a packet yeah. yeah, and it's a small little. Um, uh, oh, I think I'm it's a small little mom and pop shop, and um, it was actually uh, John Russell. Really oh yeah, yeah this, John this Russell was... that turned me onto those. Yeah, uh, originally he he had a big bin of stuff from from their company that he takes to to all of the uh, tournaments that he goes and supports for Warlord Games. Yeah, and I kind of rummaged around through that and I saw that, 
because I was we were talking about what we're doing next year, and I wanted to do the board, and that was it was brilliant. And I've actually picked up a ton of stuff from this store. Definitely would um, would recommend that one. So FrontlineGames.com. So yeah, I was just say I actually bought some stone slab stuff at that same time. I remember that giant bin of stuff. Sweet. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, there's our hobby stuff. We'll we'll have more. Maybe we'll talk about hobby again in a little bit here. All right. So now, because it's our new year, let's talk about our our goals for the year since we've failed miserably every year. Well, hey, we had we were we were sabotaged last year. Yeah, that, to be fair, that really did kind of kick our butt when you're like, I have no no ambition to do anything because what am I going to do? Not fly to Ireland. We started real quick. I mean, we were going pretty hard in the beginning of the year. So. We really, we were actually going pretty, we were going pretty, I don't know if we were going to be able to sustain that through the year, but at least we would have gotten through, what, March? When are we we had three, to three big tournaments lined up. Yeah. Well, most of us did. I don't think you were able to score the three altogether. No, I think two, two was probably, two was probably my limit that year. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it is what it is. I, I'll take whatever I can get. Um, okay. So let's, yeah, let's go through this. Like, do any of you guys have goals yet? Goals and objectives? I do. Oh, Pat does. Pat, Pat, start us out. All right, so one thing that I have been horrible at is keeping track of what colors I'm using to paint what models. Mm-hmm. I would sometimes jot down on mm. a post-it note, and, you know, post-it note wanders away. So I have actually got an actual journal, a book. Nice. And... For the first five test models of the Soviets I did, I wrote down exactly the colors, the company, and, you know, any mixing that I did, and even the order that I did them in. Nice. So I can come back to it. And that's my goal for this year is to try and write down all of the all the different colors. I think that's something I'm going to try. And a super stretch goal for this year is to put together the Germans I got, like, two Christmas sales ago. <laughs> still there you go there you go my shelf yeah okay um, that's what i got no there's something to be said about keeping track of that though it, a big thing about getting better at something is consistency right so like being able to do the same thing the same way a hundred times is better than you guessing every time you come to the table and be like i think this is how i did it so at least like having a record of that is really important. I I'm miserable at that too, Pat. And there are times where I wish I had like been like shit. Which color was that? Like I you know because I have like six grays sitting at my paint station. And like which one? Which one was it? Like, right. I just have to guess. Was it and light it's gray like, or neutral gray or this one that's in between them? Right. Exactly. So was it German camo medium brown or is it brown medium? Cr- German camp. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's there's definitely some of that too. Where you're like, yeah, it's the Fifty Shades of of Army Green. Which one? Which yeah, one did I use? Yeah, make a point of writing down the company and the the number. Yep. Not so much the description of it. No, I right. gotta remember to go back and write down what I did for the for the Marines too. Okay. That was all. Uh, it's those cheater paints. Oh yeah. Oh, the contrast paints. Yeah, so, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, that also helps you because like I have all my Marines painted, but if I want to go back and add Marines, I'm going to be so totally boned. Like, I'm not going to remember how I painted them at all. Actually, I kind of know which ones are the replacements then. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it actually gets more, it it gets a little bit more complicated because I actually made my own contrast paint for that army. 
so I have a I have a dropper of paint that is the color of their green. So what I should have done when I made that green is that I should have written down the formula. Like it's this much of this, it's this much of this, it's this much, like, you know, like it's these three colors mixed together mm-hmm. plus some other, like an, um, uh, uh, some kind of medium. And I didn't do that. So it's like if whatever left of the bottle is gone, I'm, I'm hosed. So that's what it is. I guess I'll just not do any more Marines. Maybe I'll just paint some Rangers or something. Is that, is that your goal for the year to not paint more Marines? <sighs> I think I might have to still paint a few just to make sure that I get some done. I got a couple of artillery guys that I should probably finish up. But other than that, I'm pretty close. I think I have to finish the rocket launchers that I never finished. And some Stuarts. Not that I'm likely to bring that same list to WTC, but anyway, uh, so my hobby, yeah, I would like to get the Romanians done this year. That's my main goal. Uh, I think if I get that far, I will at least have two army lists basically out of that one, out of that one army. Cause I'll be able to play them with on the axis or the ally side, depending on which, if I do the free, free Romanians or, um, still siding with the Germans. So I got lists for both of them. It, it means I'm painting a bunch of extra dudes, but I'd rather just paint them all now, and I can at least be it's a very flexible list then between you know being able to do what I want with it. Then you can throw the paint formula away if you get them all painted. Yeah, I think. Well, it's weird. I, I they're so they're winter. They're all in winter gear, so I'm going to paint a lot of them like Germans, in some regard. Um, you know, they're all wearing. They're all either wearing. I don't know. I don't know if the Romanians had reversible coats. But they were often outfitted by Germans anyway, so they could very easily be wearing German coats. Uh, so who knows what I'm going to do there yet. But otherwise, I'm, I am going to go back through. I'm actually, that was my next step here is I'm going to give a bunch of them fur collars because that was pretty common for Romanians to have because mm-hmm. um, their coats were fur lined apparently. So I'm going to go back and give them some fur coat, some of them fur coats and, or fur like collars, not whole coats. That'd be insane. <laughs> let's go, let's go fight with fur coats on. <laughs> and if I can get that done, I will. I will hit the Brits. I got. I got a pile of Eighth Army stuff sitting in my closet that needs to get done, done. Something needs to get done with it. But really, my biggest goal for the year is to get my basement done, so I have a hobby space again. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's first. That. Uh, uh, Jeff, how about you? What do you got? Got anything? Um, don't say 3D print stuff. Well, shit. <laughs> that was actually going to be exactly what I was going to say. All achieved. <laughs> well, well, done. Already no, achieved actually, my goal. I was thinking um, we we had a buy with FDM printing for vehicles and stuff. You know, you deal with it. You know, you can look past the layer lines. You know, whatever. It's a model. And then you get one of those resin ones, and you're just like, "Damn it!" <laughs> yep. It's huh. funny. I can't it just look. Looks I, so much nicer. Yeah, I can't look past the lines, especially when you know a resin printer exists. Yep. You're like, ah, shit. Yep. So much nicer. Yeah, and I mean, originally, you know, my original goal with the 3D printer was to print terrain and you know buy vehicles from companies that make them. But there are still gaps in product lines, no matter where you look for vehicles. So having the ability to print some to you know, fill those gaps would be really nice. Yep. So. Sweet. But yeah, I don't really need any more. I mean, I'm sure I'll buy an army at some point this year, but I don't really need more armies. I've got like too damn many as it is. So. Hey, 
Do you want to? Do you want a British army? I have a British army sitting in my. You know, the Brits are like the one country. I, actually, that's not true at all. I don't have a British list. I don't have a Russian list. I'll fill one of those gaps this year. I need one of those. Armies. There you go. There do you a go. Maori. Do a Maori list. No, that's my that's my British list. Oh. I was going to do Maori. Uh, well, Jeff can do it. He'll do it first anyway. For crying out loud. Well, I'm not going to get too uh, not, not to he, he might have it done right by the time we finish the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's already done. It takes too long to get it shipped to me. That's <laughs> ah, yeah, right. Fair. Well, if yeah, he comes over I'll here, he can get it. Maybe I'll do something really obscure like Japanese Airborne. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I've ever seen one of those. No, it's. It, I'm either. It's. It's a. It's a toss-up between doing Maori or doing a Gurkha paratrooper army. Uh, but I don't think anyone really wants to see a Gurkha paratrooper army. I'm just saying. People say that, but it, like anyone that plays Brits usually has Gurkhas in their list. Yeah, but the Gurkha paratroopers are just their own special flavor gross, of gross. Yeah. Like, well, one of the ways to get uh, things changed is to you're explo- familiar with exploit usually, exploit the shit out of it until they fix it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Usually, devs don't give a, a damn about something ex- exploiting the game until everybody starts doing it. Right. Suddenly, they're like, "Oh, wait, maybe we actually better fix this." Yeah. Yeah, they're probably gonna probably gonna nerf the the deck of Stewart a little bit more too. No. Don't do that. <laughs> no, because Rick has that one. <laughs> Wait, I like that one. Don't don't break that one. M3 machine gun stewards. Oh, that's right. The Soviets, they can take those too. I, fact, actually, they're the ones who did it. All right, so, I mean, I as a software developer, I understand the whole, and a gamer, I understand the whole, um, you know, relationship between, that's going to teach the game designers. No, that's um, not my goal ever. I mean, I mean, do the list because it's what you want to do, right? And then, and then it's going to be a lot easier to play. You're not going to feel bad as you curb stomp everyone um, that you play. You can go, well, I'm really about the history. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be you can, fair, you can I be the guy that names every one of his little and say, "This is Doug Doug Smith." And no, I'm not that guy either. I, I, I'm not that power gamer, Dale. I agree. Uh, that's why I picked the Maori. I also was like, I wanted a pretty. I wanted an interesting army like to look at, so what I what I was looking at was Eighth Army models. But there's hard it's hard to find the heads that match, especially Gurkhas for that matter. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah. there was there are very few pictures that I've been able to find of Gurkha paratroopers. The one that I was able to find, they look like they're wearing they look like they're outfitted in uh, in the desert desert rat uniforms. Like they mm-hmm. jumped in like basically shorts. So, like, I was like, oh, shit, you could do a Gurkha army with these. You just have to find Gurkha heads and replace them and then get the, you know, you should be able to do it. But mm-hmm. I still have yet to find Gurkha heads that work. Um, okay. But that's why I was like, oh, I'll do Miari instead because that's still pretty badass. And they're still, those guys are scary as hell. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Maori, Maori is Maori, right? That's how we're supposed to say it. That's I think the correct I think one. it's Maori. Maori. I think it's Maori as well. I know it's not Maori. Yeah, I think I think I just said it that way fourteen times. So sorry, guys. Well, you know, meet the new year, same as the last. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not one of my hobby goals is to pronounce things correctly because that's <laughs> not going to happen. I'm sorry. I try. Limitations, right? I try. Yep. <laughs> All right. So another aspect of this, Pat, uh, I love Dale. this. Oh, Dale, I'm sorry, Dale. Yeah, you have to give us your hobby. No, goals. I. It's it's. Um, I have too much happening right now. Um, I guess uh, a stretch goal <laughs> would be, um, uh, you know what? A real actual hobby goal this year for me is to attend a tournament and play games again with people. Mm. 
I love that goal. That's that's a perfectly um, good goal. That's a I would love that goal too. I it, it turns out that without without that, and even with with Tabletop Simulator, and and we were fortunate enough um, to kind of get get on board that early on and try that out, and we even we even kind of got plugged into Warlord a little bit with playing a game or two. Um, I I really need to actually play games with my friends, you know, and the folks in the community to kind of keep me going, to keep me interested in stuff like that. I, I want to be able to do that again. That's a solid goal. I like that goal a lot. I, I'll copy that goal. That's, that is a goal Yep. that we should all have, quite honestly. There we go. Okay. All right. So, Dale, that was yours. So now we can move along to the thing that Pat put together. I love this thing, actually. Uh, so, Pat, you put together a hobby checklist Yep. How are we going to do this? Are we doing this, or are, are you know, our listeners doing this, or are we all doing this? Everyone that wants. So here's the thing. Uh, I don't know if you know much about the Myers Briggs personality. <laughs> like the four letters in the last two, you're either a perceiver or a judger. And the main the main thing about a judger is they need to have checklists for stuff just so they can make a list and check stuff off. Wait, That's what are you telling me you're a judger? The shock. Uh I, I have been since I've gotten married. I didn't start out that way. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you changed your your Myers Briggs change from when you got married? Yeah, a little bit. Did you? Did you? Just out of curiosity, because I'm very familiar with the Myers Briggs. Did uh, Did you have? Did you take the test before you got married? Yeah. Okay, so you have yeah. results yeah, from I'm, before. I'm, I'm absolutely. I'm absolutely a perceiver. I like to see all the options and weigh them. And my wife will make a checklist. We'll make a list for the sake of making a list. Okay. And one of the things in there will be to make a list. Sure. So, yeah. First one on the list. Make a list. Check. Got it. Yep. All right. Yes. And it's that little check mark thing that I've actually started. You know what? Actually, that that's kind of cool. But so she really. So that's why it's a list and not like a a bingo card or yeah. Like that. That's so cool. I know people have done that in the past, but no, I get it. So she really likes my name is Earl. Uh, I think she would watch that show. I didn't really care for much. It no, really that's a bad reference, but he had a list. He had a list of all the people he wronged and had to go fix it. That was his. That was the whole show. There you go. Yeah, Spoiler alert. Okay. All right. So this is yeah, this is quite canceled. a list. He, he did. All shows get canceled eventually. <laughs> I mean, that, that took is... a weird turn. That show. I was like, what the? I can't remember how it ended, but I re... yeah, because didn't like. Crabman was Water like spoilers, Jesus. Oh, yeah, sorry. A, oh my god, it's like twenty years old. <laughs> that storyline, I was like, Are you kidding me right now? Because yeah. Crabman gets kind of screwed. Yeah. And and Earl screws himself because he ends up going to jail for just a really stupid reason. So mm-hmm. and, anyways. There you go. Anyway, so uh in case you haven't seen it, uh the, Randy, the, his brother, dude, that guy dropped like 200 pounds he's like super swole man yeah he's he's built like a brick house now he's amazing yeah, good like, yeah great great whatever he did it worked uh because he looks like he's like a different man like i didn't even recognize him anyway okay so we have a list and the first on the list is to get in shape after covid ends <laughs> <laughs> no uh, <laughs> that's a late late entry I, I mean i need to dude i'm i can my dad bought is in is in prime shape right now <laughs> I've been I've been eating too much beef jerky. Uh, anyway, um, no. So these are these are all good. I don't know if I'm going to get all of these done though. Enter a bronze level tournament. Well, we have to have a bronze level event first. Uh, imagine we're going to probably post this on our Discord, probably our Facebook. Yep. Uh, 
whatever other sites we can probably think of to putting it on. I'm sure we'll try and do it. Anyway, yeah. so there's a bunch of cool stuff in here. A painted non-bolt action model. Pat, what are you doing to us? I, well, I that, get it. That'll help Dale out. I'll get that one checked. Yeah. Yep, uh, oh, so smaller than three inches? Just, like paint a model that has nothing to do with the game. Did you have that in here somewhere? All right, so here we go. Here we go. We'll just go through the list. Paint an LMG model with this, with a designated loader. Yep. Uh, that's that's everyone should do that at some point. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Paint a I ten like man. That. Paint a ten man rifle squad. Can I paint a p- ten pistol man squad? Sure. Does it say rifle. Okay. No. You can do that too. But uh, yeah, fine. All right. Now I have to paint some <laughs> rifles. I guess I got Romanians <laughs> to paint anyway. So okay, good. Right. You got that. eighty of them, so you, yeah. you can yeah. probably get ten of them with just rifles. <laughs> There's at least ten of them with rifles in the Romanian list. Uh, paint a non-action, non-bolt action model for three inches, uh, smaller, than, smaller three than three inches. Well, well what? <laughs> well, no, well, we'll get to the paint one that's larger than three inches. Ah. So that's, yeah, yeah, paint a big model. Paint a big model. Paint a little one. Non-bolt action. Non-bolt action. That's the important thing. So it doesn't have to play to a game, but it definitely can't be bolt action. Could it be World War II related? Still, I imagine so. I don't know. I I, I got crazy and printed off a Delta Flyer. I might paint that. Ooh, that's cool. Larger. Yeah. There you go. Different you know, I what if it's a non bolt action model, but I'm using it in bolt action? If I use my Delta Flyer in bolt action, it's well, cheating. It's I cheating. bought an Italian transport plane for my cheating. paratroops, so I can just sit on the back of the board like it's flying and dropping them off. So. Mm, oh, I'm not the judge of this, whatever. Yeah, it's, you, you, you be your own judge. Yeah, yeah, you you decide whether or not you feel like that. That's perfect because I'm one of those J people, so I can judge myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Paint a weapons team. That's also should be relatively easy for most armies. Paint an artillery piece of your primary faction. Okay. So now we're getting into the, like, if you have more than one faction type stuff. I would safely say that British is my primary faction. Yeah, that's fair. Or I, I suppose you could also say of the faction that you possess the most models of. That's, I couldn't even tell you, which is probably Germans, I guess. Wow, I wouldn't even know. Hmm. Not even sure. All right. I guess Nebel comes over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. <clears throat> I'm not painting orcs this year, so that's not that's a no go. Okay, there you go. Paint an artillery piece for non your non primary faction. So any other faction. Print an AFE. What's an AFE? Armored fighting vehicle. Jesus, how are you on a bolt action podcast? I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I got here. How did I get here? <laughs> you said, "Hey guys, do you want to do a?" Podcast? Oh, that's right. I knew the other stuff. I didn't know anything <laughs> about bolt action. Got it. Okay. Um, paint an AFV for your primary, non-primary. Got it. Create your own objective markers. I like that one. Ooh, I like that one, yeah. Yeah, create a train piece for your own bolt action game. I love that. Uh, create a display board for one of your armies. That's also an awesome idea. Enter in a bronze level event or a silver event, or enter silver event as its own line. Uh, let's hope that happens. Yes. Cross your fingers. Mm-hmm. I, th- th- I just say, didn't a tournament just fire down in Oklahoma somewhere? I saw some a tournament somewhere, and I was still kind of a little taken back by it. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Augusta, Georgia, there was an event. There you go. Uh, that means it was in Georgia. If I'm not mistaken. So, okay. Yeah. Still, I was still like, ah, that's pretty, maybe a little premature, but I don't know. I don't know what their numbers look like. So yeah, if they feel if people feel comfortible going. That's, yeah. That's no, it. and more power to them. Yeah, more power yeah. to them if they feel like it. I. Right. I mean, in, in different parts of the country, just like in different parts of the world, there's going to be different concerns. So. Yep, yep. Well, and just, definitely, like, numbers numbers dictate we, how yeah, they treat Yeah, we'd love stuff. for everyone to be responsible to your region. So yep. whatever is working for you, make sure you're doing your best. Yep, yep, exactly. There's our COVID PSA for the episode. Yeah. Play, play by the rules, bolt action, and, you know. And whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
unfortunately you have to follow some some rules you may not like but that's just the way it goes uh research and write a background from your forces um hmm. That's not going to happen for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, us- I usually I'm do a that horrible. A I'm a horrible writer. Honestly. Well, I don't know. You were looking for pictures for para- Gurkha paratroopers, and there's a little bit of research there. Yeah, no, I've def- definitely done the research. research. Just do don't the writing the background. Write. Yeah, I'm just not a. I'm not a. Well, it's not high school. You can copy and paste from Wikipedia, and I'm not going to like. Okay, all right. If I just <laughs> if I put a Wikipedia page inside of a, a yeah, like table tent. Even the Warlord uh, PDFs have some nice, good background. You can just copy. Oh, I can definitely, I can make them look good. It's not about making them look good. It's about writing them that I'm just like, I'm kind of not as excited about. But we'll get there. If I, if I ever have a, if I ever enter a silver level event, I'll make sure to have some history there. Paint a special character of any game system. That's pretty cool. I like that. I'm happy that it's any game system. Right. <laughs> I did see some brand new, uh, cool vampire but, models that just yeah, showed Yeah, that up. means there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, paint a model you've, you've had for three plus years. Well, that's every model I own. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say you haven't bought a model in the last three years? Um, not very many. Uh, no, well, the funny thing is, is the Brits that I just... So I bought, I bought what I thought was going to be new in wrap... British like a British starter army and it turns out the dude had already like chopped all the shit off the sprues and like glued half of them together but that's not what he told me it was so he had to like do some back and forth on that and now I ended up with these guys and now I'm like I don't want them can I send them back to you and he never responded so now I have these models so if you are listening out there and you know who I am and you know what that's about send me your send me your address so I can send them back to you because I don't want them um, anyway, there you go. There's my PSA for the day. Uh, so, p- play us a new scenario. Ooh. Uh, you forgot the oh. one right after that. Paint a model within two weeks of getting it. Shit, that's never going to happen. Uh, for me, anyway. You guys all do it all the time. Pat, uh, Jeff, you probably paint a whole army the day you get it. <laughs> it depends if I'm how excited mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Jeff yeah. is good about finishing the projects. <laughs> I, buy stuff, I, I buy stuff for a project that I might get to in. 18 months. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I back you everything pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, well, I might have to still try and achieve that one. Play a new scenario. Or no, start a new army and play at least three games with it. Well, crap. Oh, fuck. Hey, yeah. I, I got Soviets. Yeah, you you wrote all these because you could checkbox all of them, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually just Pat's checklist. Okay, this is, this shit. Is my list. I'm just sharing it with you guys. Oh, man. No, I don't have to, I'm not making my own. Note the writing your background. I'm not writing a list either. Paint a non-bolt action squad. Okay, that, that one's for Dale. What <laughs> what other game are you picking up, Pat? That you need to have all these non-bolt action things in here. Uh, I want to try and finish up my Legion. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's a good call. Uh, paint a bolt action special character. I think I'd have to have one first. I may actually uh, have do a couple. You want one? I have like six or seven. Or yeah, eight. right. Uh, I think I've yeah, got a good point, sniper somewhere. I think I have the Soviet sniper, but I don't really have a purpose in painting that uh, one. Who's the Who's the D-Day uh, Beachmaster with the little dog? I've got two of him. I think. Oh, the British guy. Yeah. The British guy. Yeah. Doesn't uh, somebody have that medic that came with the German book? The new German book, the Winter Medic. It's like dragging. Oh, he's dude. dragging a dude behind him. I did not get that model. Oh, damn. Well, I get I, I get a bunch of special. Like, well, well whenever I get to that bridge, I'll let you know. 
Yeah. Cool. Whenever I order from somewhere, they uh, the VIP and they send me the bonus models, which is cool. Nice. So. Paint a bolt action. Oh, that was the same one. Paint a model for a game system you've never played. Hmm. Oh, hey, I could do one of my War Machine models. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says never played, not no, never I, play. I, You're gonna. You may want to play. No, you'll never play War Machine. What am I no, talking about? I, I bought a bunch of that stuff because I couldn't find a gaming community when I lived in Milwaukee, and then. I moved back, so I didn't need to play War Machine. I bought the model, so I could play, and then I never played it. Yeah, that game was something. It's a dumb game. I didn't hate. I, it's not not to tangent our way off of that, but I didn't hate a lot of things about War Machine. But what I hated about War Machine was that there were so many weird rules that you didn't know, or like you didn't know your opponent's army. You were totally hosed. Yep. Like there were so many like minuscule little rules and. You know, feet it's turns like, and it's sh- like playing a game where, like, here's the base rules, but actually everybody's scaven in their own fashion. Right. So. And it, well, hundred percent, exactly right. And it's like, oh well, yeah, when the rule book is six pages long, but then the special character rules are the same number of pages long. Well, and then and then you get into like threat ranges, and you're like, what's the threat range? And you're like, well, it's nine inches, except for when I do this, and then it's thirteen, and then your just like keeps going. Oh, and but if like, I, if I lean him on this side of the base, then it goes up to <laughs> right, yeah. But if I'm in range of this other model, like, you're like, oh my god, how am I supposed to keep this shit straight? Yeah. I, it's almost as complicated as Infinity was, quite honestly. Yeah. Maybe more. Maybe more so, because it was... I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Those Both of those games were very hard on my brain. Yep. Anyway... Uh, Good tangent. Okay. Yeah. Back yeah. to back so, to. Uh, we'll post that, and you know, feel free to you know add add your own for your suggestion in there. But that's what my list is, and you know, some of that was was taken from the the juggernauts uh, bingo last year. So cool. It's not all hundred percent my own ideas, but those are stuff actually I think I did last year off their bingo card. Close enough. Mm-hmm. All right. So who's gonna who's gonna check off more of these boxes? Four of Pat us. or Jeff, one of the two. Not, <laughs> not me. Right, right, I don't know. It's just no. I it, I like your checklist to, to help motivate your hobby because we, quite frankly, need it right now. All right. Well, here let's let's do it like this. Um, what are there like twenty items here? Eighteen. Uh, count. I can write. I can't count. Math's hard. Let's go shopping. Right. Indeed. I don't know. I don't have it anymore. 24. It's 24. Yeah, there's 24. So, oh, one short of a bingo board. So, uh, when it comes to Pat, of these 24, how many check marks do we think he is likely to achieve before the end of the year? So, think of a number. Um, <laughs> and we'll do this for everyone. And Oof. and then we'll call it a success if you manage to exceed the, what, the average. What the, what the average is. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, let's do it right now. Yeah, we'll we'll just let's not let's not put a ton of dead air in here. But okay, I've got a number four. I've got a number for for Pat. Pat. Okay. Considering considering that um, um, we're kind of stuck in our homes, probably for don't forget that we're probably in our homes for a little while yet, um, which might give a higher opportunity to complete some of this. Sure. Um, Okay, I've got a number for Pat. I do too. Oh, well, think of a number for everyone, because then we uh, can just we can just rattle it off. Pat, Jeff, next. Okay, I got. Okay. Need, need paper for this game. Pat and Jeff are going to be you pretty have, similar. You have a computer in front of your screen. Actually, I think face. Pat and Jeff are going to be the same. Uh, I think they're pretty close, but I think I am not going to say they're the same. 
and Rick and I, I think, are probably pretty much the same. I'm going to put us at, like, a third. Do we have to write our own? Do we have to come up with our own number? Or is everyone? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, it's 24. All right, so this is Pat. This is Jeff. By the end of the year, so there's a lot of time. Dale. So there is. And I'm going to... I'm going to be optimistic with you two. Oof, that's not... Don't do... No, no. I want to succeed. I mean, some of these are... I mean, create a display board, start a new army, and play three games with it. I mean, that's just tough. Enter a yeah. tournament. Yeah, all right. So some of these are, are, are pretty tough, so don't forget okay. about those more difficult ones. Um, what, what was the total number in? I've got a percentage in it. 24. 24. 24. Okay. All right. So let's start with Pat. Let's, Pat, everyone rattle off their numbers for Pat. Uh, for Pat, I've got 15. I got 17. 18. I said 20. Oof. All right, so that's going to put it... I'm going to say that's averages out to 18. I don't know. Yep, rounding up. Rounding up, okay. Yep. Uh, so, Jeff. Okay. I have 19 for I Jeff. Have, I got 20 for Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. What do you got for yourself? 19. I said 15 for Jeff as well. Okay. Jesus, uh, you guys are really aiming high. <laughs> I, I'm going to give I'm gonna give him... I'd say he's also an 18 then. I don't know that okay. that's... It's probably somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm not going to actually do the averages, but that's like modal almost. All right, uh, Dale. Dale, uh, for numbers for Dale. I'm not going first Ten. on this one. <laughs> I say seven. I, I said six. I said 12. I was optimistic <laughs> for you, Dale. That, that was super optimistic. Half of this list? I don't think so. Uh, fair. Okay. Uh, okay. So the average is what? Nine there, probably? Nine. I'll give you a nine. It's six, nine yeah. six, seven. 10 and 12. Yeah. Okay. Nine. All right. Uh, and then for me, I said 10. <laughs> I also That's, gave you 10. Oh my God. I, I uh, said, I said eight. I said six. Same as me. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to just put myself at a nine as well. So, okay. So we got Jeff and Pat at 18 and then Dale and myself at nine. That's what <laughs> I, I do. If I do one of these things a month, I'll succeed. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. There we go. All right. That was fun. You guys can play along at home. Uh, we'll, we'll score your. We'll we'll give you a score if you post in our Discord, which we'll, we'll talk hey, about next. That's a great segue. Yeah, right. We'll update in our Discord how this how this goes. Yeah, we'll, we will post in the hobby section on our Discord. So that will, like, Pat just said, that's a good segue. We actually just recently. This is something that I've been working on in the background. Um, I think it probably didn't work on it that long, but uh, we opened up our Discord, so you can find a link on our Facebook page. It You're, expires from time to time. Oh, does it? I swear I said it to, uh, I think the one that you, you posted a new link. And I think what happened was I deleted the general chat that it was, the invite was assigned to. I don't think it was expired anyway. So you can come join us on discord. We have, you know, people chat regularly. That's a good place to reach out to us. If you're looking for rules stuff, um, it's probably a little bit better than doing it through Facebook because Facebook is kind of a pain to do messaging through. So yeah, and I got a new phone and I don't get I don't get messages, I don't get notifications on Facebook. Stuff. Oh, really? On the face on the my new, what my password was, you know, eight years ago or whatever. Good luck, dude. Uh, and like yeah. half the world got logged out of Facebook on Friday, and I think they all forgot their password. So, uh, go figure. Because who logs yeah. into that thing anyway? Yeah, Discord I have open most of the day. Most so, of the day. so we still have sections dedicated to Patreon supporters. Um, there's a private area where we chat, but then there's a bunch of open areas. Now we, you know, regularly people are posting hobby stuff, which I think is awesome. I keep it. I encourage people to keep doing that. I think it's super awesome. 
Um, nobody's really pissed, posted any lists yet. We actually reached out for partisan lists for this episode, and nobody actually posted any because apparently nobody plays partisans. Um, we haven't told them how to yet. Oh well, we'll get to that in a minute. So the rules, and then we, <laughs> so then we had, uh, we have rules in there, which is great. It's a great place to have a discussion around a rule, whatever that is. Like, and then just general discussion. You can just come and chat with us anytime you want. Um, I think one of the things we were doing before, and I think this is a question mark on on our list, is that we might still try and do hobby time on there, uh, maybe once a month or so. I don't know. We'll we're, we'll still figure that out. The tricky part about that is, you know, people are all over the world, so timing is a little bit tricky. Um, right. You know, unfortunately, we would love to have everyone join us, but sometimes it's a little bit difficult. This is also something that I thought maybe might help you guys as well to, you know, for sure. Hobby, if we can get, jump on Discord, like we'll say, hey, you know, first Friday of the month, you know, nine to eleven o'clock, let's just sit on uh, the hobby channel and do some painting or whatever. You know. Yeah. I, I would love to do that. I, I'm closer to be that being a reality because I'm in a different room now where my paint station is. So it's actually possible before it wasn't so possible. So, um, we can, we will post something when that actually occurs. I think we've done that before. We'll, we'll so. post it in discord. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in our discord to figure it out anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with discord, it's like a forum it's pretty common across a lot of gaming platforms. People, you can do voice chat, you can do text chat, uh, you can do video live stream if you want to. You can record podcasts on it if you really know what you're doing. It's yeah. not very good. I wouldn't recommend that. But, um, but yeah, it's a cool tool. Uh, lots of people use it. Other Bolt Action podcasts have them too. Uh, if you're so inclined, which is nice because you can just hop around all your different channels and do stuff. So, uh, hop on there is a great place for us to get to chat. It's a lot more, I I would say it's a lot more real time than I would say Facebook is sometimes. Sometimes we miss a a message or something on Facebook and it gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, it's gone forever. Plus, you don't know who you're talking to on Facebook. That's our other big beef is like, we all have access to the, to the back end of the, of Snafu. But when you, well, Jesus, (laughs) sorry. We all have access to the administration page of the Snafu Podcast Facebook page. So, if, the, yeah, there's a better when I say it that way, so that it doesn't. You know. <laughs> anyway, so when you when we respond to you, we all look like the same person, so it's really hard to know who you're chatting with. Which We're is just a big foreheaded glob monster. Yeah, we kind of are in there, and it's like we can all be responding at the same time and having a conversation. And it looks like we're all just one person, so it's nicer to do it here because. Uh, and I think you'll get, I don't know. I've only, I've only like gone on one serious rant in public. Uh, I didn't mean to have be in public. <laughs> I deleted half of it. Uh, but anyone that was there when it happened saw it, uh, <laughs> about stuff. Anyway, I thought I was in a private area. It was not sorry for anybody that was offended. Uh, it wasn't political in nature. Just FYI. Anyway. All right. So that's discord. Good luck. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll post another link to it again because I don't know how that works. If it is easy to find again in our on our Facebook page. Anyway, so let's let's talk about some rule stuff then because this comes up regularly now. We get regular rules questions, which is awesome. Awesome. I, I agree. I love that people ask. Always, I, always willing to answer. And if someone, if, if you ask someone a question and they just tell you an answer and they can't uh, question bull, it a just, little bit, just call bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
It's like, oh, it's that's totally how it is. No, show me why. I, I, like, well, that's the way I always play it. Right. That doesn't mean it's correct. Right. Well, and and especially if you're a newer player and you're like, I want to learn the you like you want to learn the rules. Don't just verbatim take what someone else tells you, but ask them to show right. you where it is, because then at yep. least you know where it is, and you can find it. Especially in this book, because there isn't a good way of like searching through it like that. It's definitely beneficial for them to point it out to you, and it's, you shouldn't feel like an asshole doing that. I'm not right. going to lie. And you know this this rule book has its own flaws in that there are a lot of rules in different places that yeah. Uh, unless you're like me, who reads the rule book for fun and enjoyment, you're not going to remember where all these things are all the time. Right, and especially when they're in like weird, like oh, this rule's in a gray box on the side that you never would have thought was a rule. Right, because I just thought that was historical stuff. I want, I right. want the game. That's right, you're like I'm reading rules, and then you're like you didn't realize the little thing to the side was actually a rule too. But so, yeah, don't feel bad asking someone to do that if that's the case. And it definitely, you know, yeah, I will say almost every circumstance I see, it usually common sense wins out. If it doesn't sound right and it doesn't sit right in your gut, it's probably not right. Yep. So, okay, so let's talk about some rules. So we got firing weapons on transports. Yep. So uh, the F, there's this version that now if you have a unit on board the transport, uh, they can fire the second weapon, whereas if there's nothing on transport, the transport can only fire one of its weapon systems. Yep, yep. And a uh, Facebook question that came up a while back was, okay, so what happens if I have my inexperienced squad on a regular vehicle, what, and they're firing one of the weapons, what are they firing at? Well, you designate which squad that's on the transport, what, which weapon they're on, and they fire at their own experience level. Right. Yep. So. Oh, I was. I always thought all of them fired at the lowest level, but that's. That I thought that too, and okay. then I and then I read it, and it's page one fourteen, paragraph five. It covers that specifically. Okay. Uh, I've got a good example here for you. Okay. So say you've got an M three scout car. Uh, it's regular, uh, which that has a front HMG. Uh, and then you've bought the MMGs for the left rear and the left and the right rear, so that's two extra weapons. Yep. So now if, the, if there's no one on board, it can only fire one of those three weapons, but you can choose which one is firing. Right. The guy just runs around to whichever gun he wants to yep. use. Yep. The driver keeps going, so they keep enough gun. Yeah. Yep. So say you have on board uh, one. Let's let's go a regular first lieutenant. Yep. No buddies, and then you've also got uh, we'll say a veteran. Uh, let's make him a flamethrower. Okay. Okay. So say they're on board. Uh, say in the previous round they took uh, stunner results, so they're so everyone's on two pins, right? Okay. Uh, so early in the round, here's here's a sneaky thing to think about. Uh, your first lieutenant probably isn't getting off that transport. Realistically, yeah, probably not. Uh, keep him on there because that he's going to fire an extra weapon. So you go ahead and rally him to remove both his pins. Okay. Okay. Now the scout car scout car action takes its action, passes its order test, it now has one pins, but the veterans still have two pins. So now the scout car is firing its HMG at the minus one for the one pin it has. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant can grab one of the MMGs, and he's cleared both his pins, so he doesn't have any. So that's mm-hmm. a nice little sneaky thing there. And then you still got the veteran team in there who's still firing at minus two for their pins. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's... Well, because... Because right, because the so let's just clarify this further. Because it's your, I feel like I'm getting more confused by this now. When this happens, when a when a the scout car shoots, 
Yep. It is the scout car's order dice. It does not, like the units inside it do not use their order dice to shoot. Correct. Just making sure that people understand that because that's an important clarification there. It's, yep. it's, and that's it seems obvious, but. A unit you're not planning on taking off, use them to rally before you fire so at least that weapon isn't firing with the pins. Mm-hmm. And that's something maybe people don't necessarily think. Right, because because the reality is is that then, so, so the flamethrower could shoot the gun and then use their order dice later to step off the ship and step off the boat. Oh, Jesus, it's not Transport. a boat. Truck, whatever the heck <laughs> it is. Cars, air, or what is it, planes, trains, and automobiles, whatever yeah. it is, whatever thing it's on. And they can then use their weapon, not that I recommend shooting a flamethrower with two pins on it, but... Um, well, no, they'd pass an order test. Oh, they would have one, so it's possible that they would still be okay. That's I would still fail and roll a one on my flamethrower chart. Well, that's you. Yeah, that's me. But that's just the way it is. But you're able to still use that order dice for something else. It's not... You don't have to use all the dice to shoot the guns. Just right. no, clarifying. And, you know, they fire on the transport's action. Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. And then the other one, this is one, my God, I feel like we've talked about this one in 43 of our 57 episodes. Why does it always come up? I don't, it's a confusing role. I think they, like, version three needs to do something about this because I think this is really, really troublesome. And I think one of the reasons why it's troublesome, and I don't think even Warlord gets it right, is I think the person that reached out to us had actually reached out to Warlord, and Warlord told them the wrong thing. Yeah. Right? So, officers and transports. Everyone's like, half the people are rolling their eyes because we've talked about this so many damn Page times. Page 116, paragraph 4. Right. Says that only the morale bonus is used while they're on board. Yeah, you cannot use snap to action. They have to be on the table yep. at the beginning of the round to use snap to action. Yep. Hold on, hold on. Beginning of the round or beginning of the, the turn for the officer? Is there a way to do them otherwise? Well... No, but <laughs> okay. Well, you could get. I mean, yeah, no, no, there's I no way. There's no way. You get thrown out of a transport. You, you get, get it down. down yeah. yeah, you're down already. Down yeah. Yeah. There's there's no way you would ever be able to get a guy on the on the on, on the, the table without having without an order activating. dice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, which is by design. So, okay. Or or happy coincidence. Take your pick. Sure. So morale bonus is used. He can still provide it the bubble too. Correct. He can give his morale bonus to other people. He just can't other snap. On that transport. Only on the transport, not but anywhere not else. Not near the transport. Not right. near the okay. transport. Okay. All right. It's important to uh, clarify. You can also that. use it when outflanking for the transport. Right. So. Which, yeah, which is, we we know that works because yep. it's the only reason why you would ever take an inexperienced truck is because you have a first lieutenant on it. Or you if know. you don't want your truck to come on the board. <sighs> There's that too, <laughs> Jeff. <sighs> Still. That was my plan all along. It's just like I don't. It it's won't get blown. Number two achieved. <laughs> it, w- it will not get blown up. Or was it upset Rick? Or was it never? Don't lose this truck ever. Couldn't decide. Okay. Well, no. Or no, both. If, if they don't come in by the end of the game, they're considered casualties. So. Well, yeah, I was holding them off till turn six. Okay, there you go. Well, yeah, something it's like all that. part of my master uh, plan. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that one, and in in Warlord. So Warlord, in their infinite judgment here, I don't know which person responded to them, told someone that they could take, uh, they could use snap to action off the truck so they could bring all their crap out of the truck and throw it on the table. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and, he's, and the example like, they oh, used was... The time. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, because the, the example they gave was, uh, yeah, I love it when I put a bunch of German pioneers in a truck and a flamethrower team, and then I snap them all off a truck. 
I'm like, yeah, that sounds like amazing fun. That's I want to do that too, but that's not how it works. Yeah, right. I'm like, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe version three they do that. I don't know. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I I don't hate the idea of it, but we obviously have a rule set and we know how to play that that's not going to happen, right? Like, you just play a different game if you knew that somebody's going to unload 50 dudes out of a freaking duck or an LV, LVTV6, a buffalo, or whatever the hell they are. Yeah. Right? So you can't... Yeah. Talk about knowing your rules. Come on. Yeah, no. yeah you, you can't do it out of duck because duck rules only hold 12 guys. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. The, the buffalo, 24. buffalo, buffalo holds 36. Sorry. I can have a whole army of pioneers <laughs> and jump out of a freaking... I mean, how many right. flamethrowers is that? <laughs> um, you could fit... Okay, so you'd have to take a five-man pioneer squad with a flamethrower for... You could, 25 I mean, guys. 25 guys plus... For five squads with flamethrowers. Plus a couple LTs because you're going to need at least a couple to get all those guys off. Yeah, the, plus two off LTs the transport. and then the one flamethrower guy. So that's... Wait, uh, you... Well, if you take a captain and then two LTs, so you could snap... Your captain could snap four... And two of those are LTs. No, Major's got a snap for Major. Yeah. Well, yeah, anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I want to see someone work this list out because that would be ridiculous. That's the, the ultimate clown car of flaming <laughs> fun. Well, actually, it'd be more efficient to do it with the German pioneer squads and a land washer schlepper. Yeah. The, the problem with the Germans is they have to be six-man squads. You can have a flambanzer, too. And they're veteran. Oh, you can get regular regular level Americans. That's true. Well, so you can get them for 70 the points. Stack. Don't forget about the flop sack. Got in the flop sack. Plus, if you have all those guys on the on the buffalo, they can shoot all their MMGs. Like the. Well, I mean, we're still talking about a list we're trying to put together for a rule that doesn't actually exist. So. Well, good point. Yeah, good point. But still, I want to see. I want to see someone bring a a, a buffalo <laughs> full of flamethrowers. Just, just uh, throw the buffalo at you and hurt you. <laughs> the thing is like a giant chunk of resin. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. It, well, in their world, it does. So, I, anyway, maybe when version 3 comes yeah, out. So the dude's like, oh, you're like, oh, is that the uh, plastic buffalo? He's like, no, this one's pewter. You see him <laughs> drop it in a sock. <laughs> and you start running. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so some – we've been seeing a lot of stuff recently. I think this is awesome because I th- – uh, well, it's awesome in a sense that they're, you know, they're updating us and keeping us informed. Worldwide has been telling us about all sorts of new stuff. I will say the first thing, so I think we saw an email probably about a month ago that had a blurry sprue in it. Yeah. And everybody was, like, losing their mind over it because they were excited about whichever faction got a new freaking uh, plastic plastic kit. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it turned out to be bricks. Yeah, it turned out to be British with, with commando heads. Yeah, which is fine. Like, what was interesting is that uh, on the Warlord podcast, it was John Stollard who actually spilled the beans on that. Mm-hmm. Which, it's, I mean, that's totally okay. He kind of. Um, well, he can, but that's yeah, he usually does. <laughs> right, I mean, that, that's a pretty good source. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 say it's reliable for sure. Um, high, high confidence in this source. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's about time that the British get some. <laughs> Shut right? up. It's about time to get that's some new plastic. Yeah, they they really well, needed did, some new ones. He did comment that the the molds were 12 years old for their current plastic. So yeah, you know, they're kind of worn, I guess. That's a long time on a set of on a on probably on a well, and being that cast, the British but... have some of the coolest rules, they probably sell the most. You know, I imagine that they're a it's British company. Wrong. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. 
But again, you know, that's partly because they make the most British models too, right? Like, well, hey, the no, Finns don't sell because there aren't any fucking Finn models. <laughs> like, I've also announced, announced a plastic Jag Panther, so. Okay. Yeah, How Italian many points is that? Because the rules suck. I don't yeah, I mean, that's to be fair. That, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, unless you have great. the plastic, the rules, you don't have to use that negative rule. So like if I play an all plastic Italian army, can I just not have national rules? I'd take that. Just just just, just play them as partisans. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's an interesting juxtaposition. I often wonder um uh which which miniatures sell better. The ones that look amazing or really good or the ones that have the best rules. So, um You know, I asked that question about and I asked that question to, to John. He's like uh, I think they tracked that stuff. I said, it'll be interesting oh my to see God. He's like, I don't think I can give it to you. I'm like, yeah, it's like oh, no. come on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not something I would ever expect to see, or we even if we were able to see it, would not be able to say anything well, about it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, listening listening to some of the podcasts, or not the podcasts, but um, um, the, um, the, the YouTube videos of the various conventions and listening to the Warlord folks speak, I know they're tracking the data and stuff like that, so I know that they're aware of that stuff. But I think that would encourage them to write like good rules for everyone, because then they'd be selling well, all kinds of plastic. Not, you not, so. not to sound salty or well, maybe this is. I'm going to pour a little bit of salt salty. on here. It can be salty. Um, I, I know they're, I know they're at least keeping track of some of that stuff because their mystery mm-hmm. boxes surely show that they know what doesn't sell. Um, just going to say that those, those look not so hot. Not gonna lie, I wasn't. I'm glad I did not buy one. That's because you're not a you're not a a, a war gamer that plays like 20 different systems. Fair theirs. or yeah, so fair. You, you play I one system of theirs. If you played all of their systems, the, uh, I mean, you're gonna get some judge drift, yeah, and pike and shot. Yep. And I, I will stuff. say the value is there. It's not that the value wasn't there. I was expecting like you got like one you got one bolt action sprue, right? And that's, like that's gonna be the problem, right? Like they. They're they're you know primarily a bolt action company and they're giving you all of their other game systems, which it maybe is well, by design I don't know, but it's like I definitely know what doesn't sell. Boxes I get at Adepticon. It might be a fair. It might be a fun way to knock out some of that checklist just to yeah, pick that. up the mystery <laughs> box from Warlord. And... I, think I think they're up for pre-order again. Version two is up for pre-order right now. I think still. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah not even, even tempted. In there and so. yeah, yeah. Some Gates Ventaris or. Sure. I mean, I guess you guys you guys make a good point. I'm going to go buy one right now. Um, no. <laughs> I just, we are still in for Warlord. I heard, I heard somebody describe it as um, buying a Christmas present for yourself because you don't necessarily know what's coming in it. Fair. Sure. I mean, it's that's for sure. I I don't know. I was I was underwhelmed. The value, like I said, the value was there if you were interested in all things Warlord. Uh, there was some cool stuff in there, but I was just not, I wasn't excited about it because I, I, it'd be awesome if they could just be like, you know, do a bolt action mystery box. If it was all bolt action shit, but for whatever factions and stuff they have, like, I'd be cool with that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the back order Italians. <laughs> Everyone gets a whole Italian army. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, so, all right, so we got the new British brew, and then we got a plastic panther coming. Yeah, Yag Panther. Yag Panther, but how many points is that thing? A lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Kind of, yeah but it looks cool. It looks cool. It doesn't look that much cooler than any of the other Yag Panthers out there. Well, have you played a I Tank know. Wars game yet? You could do that. Even in a Tank Wars game, he's too expensive. 
still like two and a half that's Panzers. Less than a tiger too, right? Yeah, still well, yeah, but way less than a Tiger too. Right, but it's still two. Because like, it's a Yag Panther, it's not a Yag Tiger. Right. right, but the Panther is still like four or five hundred points. Four. Ah. If somebody's gonna go look it up right now. I can tell you. I that am right in now. fact looking it up right now because. Uh, What's a regular Yag Panther? I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it's not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. How many Panzers can I get for it? One and a half, I think. One and a half? Okay. Maybe maybe, not, maybe then it's not. not right. I don't think you can get two. So. Gee, uh, that's the Yag Tiger. Yag, Pan- Yag Panzer. Yag Panzer. Not to the fuel shortage. Oh, that does look cool, though. 390, 468 veteran. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, it's, it's so it's one and a half. Like, Dale, like you said. Yeah, about one and a half. Yeah, but you know what? I've got tons of models that I've painted and not put on the table because they're cool. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. And it's I, not like it, I mean, it's. I mean, look at it. It's an armor. It's a ten heavy tank with a super heavy anti tank gun. Mm-hmm. It's you know. it's a beast for sure. For the I mean, that's it's a, expensive. That's a, the super heavy is that a three inch template? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a three inch template. That's the. How many it's MMGs got, does that it's thing got have? Tiger Fear, which used to be a selling point. They should, um, yeah, no, yeah, they should, oh. they should change it so that the heavy is a three inch and the super heavy is a four inch. Yeah, um, that would be enough tank to sell. Would it. actually be worth taking. Taking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be a, it's a beast as it is, but um, okay, well, that's cool. I, I I'm not opposed to it. I just Jag Tiger is only four forty eight. It's only barely barely 60 points more yeah what, That's I mean, it's just a point of army though right I mean it's yeah. just a point of armor I mean, yeah, point of armor. yeah. alright so All right, sorry. Yeah, yeah yeah going back to the stuff Looks that there's cool been announced so combining well, a new tank oh, a new cool tank so. new cool yeah, tank cool. plastic tanks are always cool I, I appreciate them there's nothing wrong with it it's just I I was hoping and for a I lot of tank kits I'm, I'm yeah. starting to think that you know there aren't they're, I mean, you know, how many more can they do without, you know, taking, <laughs> doing these? So, I mean, so you're asking a good question, but uh, who knows? Hopefully, we'll. See. I mean, you know what? If they if they give us one or two new boxes a year, I'm okay with that. That's still reasonably good. If they release two two infantry boxes this year, I think they did that They're kind of on par for. I don't know how many did they released last year. Two or three. Two, we got uh, some. We got some winter. Some new winter. What was the winter troop we got last year? Were they Americans? Um, yeah, I, I, I can't recall. I think they were Americans. Americans. Um, we got the. Uh, there were some new uh, for the bolt action Korea book. There were some yeah, some new medals there. Some new plastic. Uh, oh, was it medals uh, or plastics? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Both. No, like, bolt action Korea. A lot of stuff was new. Yeah, yeah. So they they releasing regular regularly releasing models, and I think the previous year was Eighth Army and um, Africa Corp. So we got we are was that last year too? I think it was two years ago. I think it was twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, So we're seeing cool stuff, and I will say that's one of the few sets that I'm like uh, the Germans in that their rules are amazing for the Africa the Africa troops. And the models are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the British, are, I think the British look nicer, but that's because they're wearing shorts in the, in the desert. But the, it's again, <laughs> I mean, it just seems appropriate. I was like, dude, these guys are probably sweating. But anyway, all right. So then, also released, also announced was a combined arms game. I don't know much about this. What? What? 
so this is a this is announced. Uh, this is the thing we've been talking. Yeah, yeah we've, we've, we've heard, heard about this. this okay. We've heard about this. We've talked about it, but it's still in the works and it's still looking to be spring. Okay. Say. Okay. Right. I was talking to John about this, and I'm like, "Yeah, what I'm more interested is to see when I can get my playtest copy." He's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, me too." I'm like, "Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> Guess that's not coming." Okay. <laughs> All right. But it's gonna be. It, and it, hopefully, it's gonna be really cool. It, I, it sounds like it's worked out and they're doing really well. So cool. All right, uh, then. Then uh, also, springtime is supposed to be D-Day Book Three, which I think is going to be called Cobra. That's one of those operations in D-Day, yeah, right? Go, Operation After, Cobra, yeah. yeah. Go Joe. So that's maybe summer. Okay. Go. Yes, Go Joe against Cobra. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they're going to do a Band of Brothers Pacific box set. So. Okay. Sure. I don't have a time frame on that one. I just know that's, that's fine. So by Band of Brothers specific box set, they mean like uh, a starter set that has specific theme forces in it, right? Yep, it'll have uh, Marine something. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, not the end of the world, right? Yeah, I got my I got my nephews that live over in Okinawa. I got them the Band of Brothers box set a couple nice. of years ago. So, well, they've been eating the crap out of Access and Allies, and they're you know fourteen, sixteen. I'm like, there you go, guys. It's perfect age game started it. Yep. Probably not so. eat the models in that game though. Don't don't eat access. You're playing the wrong access and allies. Don't eat access and ally models. <laughs> you play with uh, your Swedish fish and uh, goldfish and Ritz crackers, and you're like, huh. <laughs> right. that, that sounds like but fun. Yeah, yeah. Right. fifty dollars is a great way to get into a game. So. Yep, that's I'd like to see that coming out. Yeah, and then uh, the last sad news. Remember that firefight game we were playtesting? Yeah, dead, burnt, chopped, incinerated author has been made redundant. Ooh. So that's not coming back. Well, But still out there is the Street Academy, which is a uh, current one out there, which is the current uh, firefight, you know, uh, one dice per guy thing. Yep. Uh, and they've also got the Libyan Taxi Service. I forget that's dropped in Hell's Pocket. I forget if those have dropped already, if they're still coming out soon. That's what we have left. So that firefight is... Bye-bye. Yeah, well... Yeah, it had potential. Yeah, this, I thought it was really good. Yeah, uh, well, whatever. I guess it's a little bit sad. It had potential. It really did have potential. Yep. Especially like the starter boxes, I thought were a really good idea. Yes, but at least they are doing the fifty dollars starter box. Yes, so they that's something positive from it. Yeah, yep. that's definitely a good a good starting point. I will yeah. also say. I'm happy that they brought back the army builders on the website. That's that if oh, in case bundle? you didn't. Yeah. So you can like build your own bundles, which I think yep. is really nice that people were not in case you were not aware of, uh, or you're new. They used to have these things where you could pick a, I think you pick an infantry or two infantry, uh, some kind of armored vehicle. And I think you got like a support unit or something with it too, yep. but it's usually like about 15% savings. Something like that. I don't remember. There's a, it's yeah, a percentage like, a percentage percentage saved. It seemed to me that the tank was free. Whichever yeah, tank like, you selected, you, that's you ended up getting that for free. And so. yeah, you get like hundred and twenty five dollars worth of stuff for hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So which was nice. Super great yeah. deal. Um, if you're looking at starting a new army, that sometimes is a good place to look. I will say that I think they did this last time, or like when they used to do this, and when they're bringing it back, is sometimes your choices are limited. 
and you may want to like pay attention to that and you know and quite honestly sometimes you're like is the free tank worth it if i'm never going to use that particular tank that's given to me as an option so okay, don't select the support mmg no right <laughs> yeah, definitely never get the mmg yeah get the get the mortar <laughs> or whatever they offer you but don't yeah don't definitely don't get the mmg if you can avoid it and this is for we're talking version two i mean it's, yeah, things yep. might change but no, for, for, so if you listen to this in three years and mmgs are like amazing good i feel like this entire year's worth of podcasts are going to be an interesting time capsule for future people listening oh for or just the idea of like what we're going through sure yeah, yeah. Is how we well, how we and like it. if there's a version three, people can be like, "What were these idiots talking about?" Like, imagine like two years from now, you're playing, or three years from now, you're playing version three, and MMGs rock, and medium mortars are trash. <laughs> Tiger Furious is, is back to being this. Not, well, actually, super... Tiger Fury doesn't exist, and people are like, "What right. the hell are they talking yeah, about?" Yeah. <laughs> and and the British are horrible, and right, and oh, Gurkers, that's not going to happen. Gurkers are like zero one, and they suck, or something, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're veteran shirkers or something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah, something something just stupid like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we've been talking for a long time. We're going to take a short break. Uh, I don't know what the music is. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, we got some music. No, I don't see it in here, Pat. Uh, bummer. Anyway, I haven't picked it up yet. It's okay. We'll come back uh, and That'd we'll talk good. about partisans. I think we have a few more topics we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit. You like the music as all as 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 of before the last couple episodes i don't know what it is so i hope you enjoyed it, it great it's always great it's never not great 
especially waltzing Matilda. <laughs> wow. All right, sorry. I will let that one die eventually. <laughs> I don't think you will. I will. I will. Right until he makes shirts with Waltzing Matilda on them. Dude, it's, if you ever play, if I joke and you ever played Waltzing Matilda, that would be the end of it for me because it's not. Oops. Anyway, uh, so we had a couple more topics to cover before the break, but we all had to stop. So uh, let's talk about what. what... I didn't have to stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did for a second. I, yeah, good point. I'm Chatty McChat. Body make both it's things. like we all don't get out to talk to people and so when we do this we just have everything <laughs> in the world to say right what is our excuse for the first four years uh apparently we didn't get out of the house Harry. anyway yeah okay uh, yeah we were less interested we were less interested <laughs> that too yeah well that's given have all right that's not to establish that we're actually interesting at this point we're just much per- less interesting previously than we are currently yeah i did point out to someone today that are, i'm sure i'm sure whatever you think of us in the podcast we probably aren't even close to that in real life so uh take that for what you will i'm, I'm much shorter in real life than I am I, on the i'm i'm as short i'm as short as you are too pat so don't worry uh so drunk dale is the same <laughs> <laughs> drunk drunk rig is pretty accurate too quite honestly but uh you don't get that very often anyway so we brought this up, I think, was this last episode, 56, where we were yeah, talking we about were Soviets talking about and we were talking about paratroopers? Paratroopers. And our, I think our statement still stands that you can't yeah, there, actual there get Soviet, Soviet paratroopers, but they do have an airborne unit. Yes. We know that. We didn't call that out because we also recognized they weren't the same thing. Right. So, well, I mean, I pretty much said they were the same thing. But they, they got get, different rules. They can, they can buy tough fighter but yep. they're not stubborn, so they're not right. paratroopers in the sense that the paratroopers basically are stubborn. All, all others, all other paratroopers yeah. are stubborn. So, mm-hmm. which, which, whatever. It's just worth noting. We, we, we heard you loud and clear. I think we had multiple people message us saying, "Somebody's probably told you by now, but there is a Soviet airborne unit." I'm like, yeah, we know. I love it when not... there's the first person that says someone's already told you. Like, no, actually, that's your first. <laughs> but I, I do think we got a, a couple of messages about it. I'm like, yeah, 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 we got it. We thanks we, for listening. Yes, thanks yeah, for listening. Yeah, yeah. Super it, appreciate it. And I actually do appreciate it because we didn't. I don't think we really called it out well enough, and we we recognize we that yes, there is an airborne unit. They're not paratroopers in our minds because they don't have the stubborn rule like all the other paratroopers do. They do have airborne though, so they have some. They have some form of air support. All right. Interestingly enough, they are now available for pre-order on Warlord's website. Ooh. Yeah, they probably did that intentionally. Yeah, they have a ten-man plast or metal metal unit. So, yeah, interesting. Well, there you go. Hopefully, they'll be released in February. After this one, they're also in that same pre-order bundle. Yeah. Yep. What? What have I not seen? That was a while ago. <laughs> But not there. only not only did our listeners smack us down a little bit, Warlord gave us kind of the middle finger saying, oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Here, guys. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> look, look what we have. So. They're still not stubborn. Give us stubborn. <laughs> It'd be funnier if they said, now with stubborn. <laughs> a little, little, like, uh, little burst in the corner of the picture. Now yeah, with stubborn. Now with stubborn. <laughs> sure. With rule pack to make them stubborn. Right? Yeah, they come with the card that has stubborn on it. That'd be awesome, wasn't actually. That, wasn't, that, wasn't there an American unit they did that with? I think it was a Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had yeah. some card yeah. cards in there. 
If they did that, we'd start every episode would be just a wish list of things that we want to have fixed, though. Mm. If they gave they gave us what we actually were wanting, that almost every other episode is a version three wish list. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, maybe we'll do that next. Maybe we'll do that next episode. Okay, I well. hear they really love it when we do that too. So <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna poke us by putting those guys on order. We can poke them by, hey, what else would be cool in version three? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I don't know that they actually might have been just happy coincidence quite honestly i don't think they're i don't us. believe in coincidences it's it's possible that they're just waiting on those things so in that well, case give us Soviets, more... it is a happy thing for you yeah it's no true. yeah the nkvd squad was pretty cool looking so assuming you like soviet airborne yeah. right anyway all right uh, yep okay yeah yep yeah i if you had no soviets it's enough soviets but anyway uh so one of our other listeners uh, owns a, a store in our area, which is actually fabulous. I uh, I love to hear from people that are supporting Bolt Action locally. That's we have three or four stores that do it. I think yep. three stores yep. that I know of off the top of my head. Um, so it's nice that we have some some support for Bolt Action locally. Yep. Uh, this one, I, I don't know if we're saying the name out loud. I guess sure. we are. Yeah, Battleground yeah, Cafe. Yeah. Battleground Cafe. So yeah. north side of town. Locals, come on. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Good point because you guys support our local stores. Yeah, um, this is a good way for us to be able to do that. So, so Battleground Cafe on the north side. Uh, it's a smaller store, if I understand correctly, but they do have yeah, bolt action uh, in stock. Their their hope is to get into a larger store, but then you know COVID. Yeah, it's kind of kind of throws to the, a wrench and everything. A couple weeks back, and he was like, "Yeah, we had the papers signed and everything, and then COVID, and it just went." Well, it's probably for the better that they didn't end up with a bigger space with right. higher rent, so and then right now they. With the restrictions, they could they they have a big enough store that they can have two games going, but you have to contact them. They have a Discord channel, or you can call the store and set something up, okay. and basically, you know, you can reserve a night that you can <clears throat> just set up a game with somebody. And right now, they're actually doing an escalation league because they have a bunch of. He said, I think he said eight players when nice. uh, back in March they started. That's awesome. Okay. So they're all basically new players, and they've been, you know, asking us questions along the way. He's like, "Sorry, I got another dumb question." I'm like, "No, dude, no, no. ask away." And yeah, please. No, no, <laughs> no, and and none of his questions have been dumb. It's just like no, these are they haven't been. Yeah, they're they're the tricky had, nuance things that you're like, yeah. no, we need to like you need to have someone tell you these things, and we it's had really the hard. Exact right now. same questions when we were starting out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, he actually showed me his rule book, and it looks a lot like mine. He's got it tabbed, highlighted, Jeez. and you know, a little reference to okay, further rules on this page. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, I just, I just got a kick out of it. That their store is literally like two blocks from my office. That's cool. And I, I drive. I mean, I drive by it every time I go to work, and I was just like, oh, but I, I never thought anything of it. I was like, oh, Battleground Cafe. I was like, that's a weird name for a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, lots of stuff up there has odd names, you know. I mean, it's Fair. like uh, I used to work at that Perkins right on that road. No. Oh, no kidding. Yep. There you go. Ah. What town is it in again? Uh, they're technically are they not technically in White Bear? There, I think. That's really close. I think they're actually Vadness Heights. Oh, okay. they're Vadness oh, Heights. Okay, okay. yeah, All I wasn't right. sure where the cutoff line for Vadness yeah. Heights. So, was. for those, I that used are to local. live up there. Uh, uh, let's see, that put me at just under a mile from where that is, and. The city city hall insisted I lived in Gem Lake when I my address was White Bear Lake, and I was like, "No, dude, you don't understand. I pay my taxes to you." And they're like, "No, no, no, no. <laughs> well, if you'd like me not to, by all means." Right. But that's cool, man. It's, I, I'm super happy, and hope when uh, this <clears throat> pandemic crap blows over a little bit, we can you know, drop in and see him and say hi. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Yeah, 
I would actually even like to play a game. Yeah, I would too. I can just start throwing my stuff in the back of the truck and I go in there after work. <laughs> there you go. Yes. I really want to set up my Stalingrad board. I mean, just just for shits and grins, just to um, look at it well, and admire. No, for people to play on it. I just oh for sure. Yeah, damn, I want to play on it. But yeah, that's, you know, I that's want only... you to set it up so I can just gawk at it. I right? just, it's only it two car trips. I wonder if it would fit inside my my minivan better than the back of the Traverse. Uh, it might. Yeah, yeah logistic repairs are my thing. Anyways. Yeah. Does anyway. anyone have one of those like 80s minivans you can take all the seats out of in the driver's seat? Uh, I'm, then it might fit. I'm I'm actually the stone go allows you to do that basically folds all your seats back into the ground so oh yeah well, it's basically a cargo van I can get a I can get a four by eight sheet of plywood in there just nice. about well it sounds like we have a place maybe to do something so. yeah yeah that's cool yeah, um, yeah very cool I, it's happy to I'm happy to see that they have new players I I think that's super awesome that there's a group of rel- relatively new players by the sounds of it um, and excited and passionate yep. about it which is great and like worked and worked through like who gets which faction which i think is awesome because there's not a lot of redundancy in their group either so right. welcome welcome to bolt action that's fabulous yeah. so the, the league they're currently running is even being supported by warlord and i know i hooked him up with john's number and they're just talking about you know getting more products and other games from warlord in there too so that's awesome Okay. All right. Um, so then we had a user, uh, some listener, listener question. Uh, Andrew asked if Andrew E, I'm not going to use his whole last name. Is there a campaign book you would like to see? Would we like yes. to see? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> like what? Not several. several. Yeah. Not another sea lion. Uh, me in particular, I stumbled across cause I was uh, doing, cause I'm starting to, build the Soviet army. I wanted to try and get some inspiration and some, you know, some colors. And I've came across on, on Amazon prime. There's this, uh, documentary series called the Soviet storm world war two in the East. Mm-hmm. And it's in the East because it was actually written for the Soviet viewers or Russian at, at this point. Yeah. So, uh, that just reminds me of that, uh, the jeopardy show we had where you guys were just puzzled by it. it was, you couldn't get the, the IS-3 in the east, and you're like, what? No, it was the west. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, like, I think it's episode three was the siege of Sevastopol. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know anything about mm. at all. But it was really cool. Um, now, there is a blurb, and there is a theater selector for it in the Soviet book. Hmm. But, you know, they've done this before. I mean, heck, there's uh, what... Mariana and Palau, there was, you know, there was uh, selectors for that in the American book, and they took and expanded and made it even even better. Yep. So I think with some really good opportunities, they could do that with this as well. Uh, it's basically uh, Germany and Romania with a little bit of the Italian Navy versus the Soviets. Uh, and it was basically right, the, if you know where the Black Sea is, I, I think that should be vague enough for everyone It's pretty much there's a little peninsula that sticks right in there and that's where this whole operation took place mm-hmm. so I think you, they could do a lot of stuff with the Soviet Navy infantry uh, they had some you know some very interesting scenarios they could do uh, they even had some Navy ships and yep. they had these huge freaking mortars German super mortars the Karl Garat 
Uh, in particular, the two they had there were called Thor and Odin. They only ever made six of these. <laughs> That's uh, and I'm, a, I gave you guys awesome names, but some place that actually has they're actually selling a 3D printed one. I don't know to ever buy that. But basically, this thing's like the size of a train car. Sweet. And the mortar shells are like the size of a man. Oh, oh I think I've seen size this. Of a VW bug. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen this particular model before. Size of a man. You know, somewhere I think I have a, I think I have an STL for one of these. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. what in God's green earth? This thing is super expensive. The thing you listed is oh, because it's actually printed. Yeah, 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 that's the full He's not thing printed. The file. Oh, he gotcha, gotcha, have gotcha. File listed anywhere. He's only selling it printed Finished product. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's, it's still Canadian dollars, so it's not like it's real money. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like what five bucks then? No, I think it's like. Yeah, I don't even know what the exchange is. Like sixty-six cents on the dollar, so two thirds of that. Okay. Which Seven, is reasonable. It's, it's I paid 80, that for that eighty cents. Eighty cents. What was it up to? Eighty cents. Seven, Seventy-eight cents right now. Oof. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it's still it's still a lot of money. It's still like oh, yeah. hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, but I mean, if it's fully printed for you, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. If if people want it, and that's that's within their. I mean, that's, that's not much more than like one 40k tank you know so good point actually yeah it's pretty that close probably where he's putting his price point at yeah but no, i mean the the whole the whole thing started because uh russians were using that as their airstrip to bomb the oil fields hmm. Hmm. okay so and that's when they decided to make the swing down and they're supposed to have it done in uh what was it order 33 or something like that from hitler they're supposed to push through it in like you know two three months because you know they were having great success at this point and the, the Russians dug in pretty serious. They even had a couple of battle emplacements, emplacement number thirty and number 30, 35. and it's basically uh, battleship guns built into this mountain with like yeah. twenty six mile or twenty six kilometer range on them. Wow, Jesus. So, you know, now you could give, you know, because the Soviets are struggling so much, you could give them, like, a, a forward naval observer for these mountain guns. Yeah. Cool. Because the Soviets don't have enough in their toolbox right Yeah, now. right. Because they, they can only do one more thing. I, I thought of another one during this during our discussion about this. I, I would love to see one regarding the Norwegian heavy water sabotage. Oh yeah, that's a great. Oh, yeah, that's a great scenario. What would you uh, allow some scenario? Right, I just the reason why I love I love the idea of it is you could give the Norwegians better special rules. Um, <laughs> was that the heavy water? Was that for the that's for the nuclear program? Yeah, the, Ger- yeah. the Germans were researching nuclear power or right. nuclear bombs, and the, uh, I actually love reading through it because I hadn't read all of it, but enough of it was like there were enough failed attempts in front of it that it's kind of. You know, the Allies didn't just kick their tail in or anything, right? I think there were three, it looks like there were three or four missions before they actually succeeded. Um, the scariest part I found is that they sank the ferry with the heavy water in it in a lake. <laughs> like, oh man, that's got to suck for that lake. It's a little warm. Um, yeah. I don't know. But so just an interesting, I, I, I like the idea of it just because it give you the, you, you, you get the opportunity to maybe give the Norwegians something different or better or more yeah or anything anything <laughs> though yeah, it's... i also thought this this uh, siege this festival is cool because they basically they had a failed dunkirk when they finally had to abandon in 42 oh cool mm-hmm. and that you know they tried to get boats but 
they just there weren't any there. Yeah, I think they referred to it as like the Unkirk at one point. <laughs> <laughs> that makes the worst movie ever. <laughs> well, these guys, the sailors were, you know, it's six miles. So it's too far to swim. Yeah. So they're doing whatever they could to build some sort of raft or something just oh, to man. get out to where, you know, the Navy could, could pick them up. And some of them did, and a lot of them didn't. That's that's, that's depressing and sad. They came back in 44 and pushed Germany back out. There you go. Well, there you go. Okay. But I think that would be a very, very cool theater campaign book that they could do. That would be. Yeah. That'd be really cool, Just actually. In the sense, it was a lot of stuff that I, you know, and my wife was watching it too, and she's like, "When did this take place?" I'm like, "I have no idea. What the heck?" <laughs> really interesting. Dude. They had, you know, they went through the different counteroffensives and the beach landings. There's even one one part where they had to come in through a bay, and one captain was supposed to ram. Uh, there's like they block off the bay as some sort of shipping blockade type thing or whatever, and he was supposed to basically ram it and sacrifice his ship so that they could get into the harbor for this landing and he chickened out and left oh of course and was you know shot for his desertion uh, sometime later but that's on a whim one of the captains just went in to check and they had forgotten to close the harbor Whoops. so they got to go in anyway well there you go so there's there's some interesting operations in there and just what they what they had to do in the the advancement of you know the Germans threw all that and the different firepower they threw at it. And that was even, they had this big, uh, they had this big super cannon that was like on a railway that took them like 10 weeks to assemble. I don't okay. know if you can get a model for that one. That's not quite the right scale that you're looking for, but yeah. Yeah. It's just gun. a, it's just a paper towel tube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Just strap that to a, uh, you know, a toy train and you're probably close to the size. Uh, yeah, but you probably want to be what's the big scale O scale? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, it's I say H O isn't most of it H O. I, I forget. I forget dude, I have to Google it every time. So I think uh, O scale is bigger than H O. Yeah, I think H O is yeah. more in line with one fifty six though. If I remember correctly, H yeah, O is just a little. O scale is closer to one. Oh, is is, is it O? Okay, smaller. I can yeah, yeah. see. I can't remember. N scale is the tiny one. Yeah, you H-O don't want L. Small O is big, so okay. I feel like H O is more analogous to one seventy two. And I think if, maybe you're now. probably right, and I think that's why I'm thinking it is H O is what's most common. I think is yes. O is hard yep. to find. Yeah, okay. And, and it's more expensive. So. And I mean, more I've, expensive. I've got an H O. Those are big tracks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, it's the nerdy comment there. I thought for that sure. would be an awesome idea for a campaign, dude. Andrew, totally. Someone fixed it up. Totally. Yeah. Um, if anyone else has ideas, we'd love to hear them. I, I join us on Discord, and we can discuss them and Google Google your ideas as much as we can. Absolutely, Did you say Google their ideas. Google. Google. Well, I'll Google it too because they probably won't know it, but um, or I'll want to learn more about it. So, uh, and let's keep going. To finally, get some new German units into the game. Oh dear God, because they don't have enough. <laughs> they don't have nearly enough. No, because they'll still give them. They, the problem is, is the Germans get the units, but they're god awful uh that's just the late war stuff yeah well all this when recent stuff that we've been getting and old men and 12 year old boys into the battle what yeah a- well, they were losing so. yeah they weren't they weren't exactly winning at that point told to point it this direction and pull the trigger and they had like goliaths and things those are those are cool mm-hmm. yeah no, you know, what, what's what's a good rc toy right i mean that's what yeah that's what they told them to do just remote control this over there anyway <laughs> Eat strapping a bomb to a dog, come on. Yeah, and then having it run back at your own tank. Exactly. Yeah, whoops. 
Someone didn't think that one through. Um, <laughs> well, maybe they did. They might have just been desperate to try and kill some tanks. Should have, they should have done it with cats. Cats are assholes. No, but then they lay in your face and you blow yourself up. But yes, that's true. They they would not participate in whatever you're doing. I am I mis am I misremembering this or completely? Didn't wasn't there a program to, where they tried to use cats as spies? Pigeons. Oh, I don't know this one. Pigeons they used as spies. I could swear that there was something. No, no, you're cat. right. Cat cats were spies in it. Uh, I, I yeah. I know. We I know in the Cold War we tried to train dolphins to kill people, but I don't. No. Know about uh, cats. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. This I remember. This it was Operation Acoustic Kitty. <laughs> Wow. CIA. CIA it CIA, was the Americans. Yeah, it? yeah, it was Americans. It was CIA tried to use cats to use them as, uh, as I think they were trying to put bugs on the cats and have the cats go into places. Um, however, they only ever produced one kitty because, oh shit, something's popped up. Uh, abandoned a project after a test with a cat went horribly wrong. Apparently got ran over by a car on the way to wherever it was supposed to go. Uh, That's some bad luck. Must have been on his last. Yeah. Line. So yeah. <laughs> so so they were trying to listen to two men sitting on a park bench, and apparently the cat wandered into the street and got run over. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, this is very. Important uh, legacy that has been really dull. Right. It, well, it's very much uh, men who stare at goats type shit. Uh, if you're not familiar with that movie, that movie's hilarious. Uh, Brad Pitt, I think, is in that one. Anyway. Clooney too, I think. Clooney, Clooney, yes, Clooney is incredible in that one because he's like the crazy like conspiracy nut, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, it's actually is Brad Pitt even in it? I think he's got to be. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I know it, Clooney is, but I don't remember. I can try to remember if that was a Coen Brothers movie, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, let's talk about partisans now. Finally, let's get to the topic that everyone wanted to listen to. We're like, Two hours later. yeah, we're like, we're like straight up clickbait at this point. It's like, hey, we're going to talk about partisans, and two hours later, we'll talk about them. King <laughs> 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 fooled you. Uh, maybe fast forward if you don't like that. Anyway, all right, we're going to talk about them again. We talked about them in episode eleven, but let's let's talk about them again. I think people were like. You guys were pretty fresh, and I think we were pretty fresh at episode eleven. Still, yeah. as yeah, far as like what we were, what we were expecting to see, or we, you know, we hadn't really been in a. Had we even been to a tournament yet at that point? Yeah. Had we? Okay. Yeah. Have we done bug eater already? Um. Yeah, because I think ten was when we all got drunk at yeah, drunk at bug, bug, okay. bug eater. Okay. So shortly after our first, probably our first big tournament. All right. So let's talk about partisans. So let's let's start by talking about the army list rules because I think that's they're special rules. Let's talk about them because they're they are unique, right? Because they have field craft. They got field craft, yep. Which makes so, them special. Uh, which means they can start the game in hidden, and they can start the game in ambush. Yep. Does that does that also allow them to move through terrain for rough terrain for free the first turn? Um. Yes. Okay, I was gonna say I'm rough ground and obstacles as open ground for purposes of movement. In first, first turn, turn. first yeah. turn, which is pretty sweet too. Yeah, so that's get like you in position. Two rules and one there. Yep. Yeah. Yep, for sure. I think that's a great rule. I, I love that rule, and it does pop up in a lot of different armies. It's I, I love a lot that of it's smaller ones. yeah. I used to say most of the most of the al- was it Axis or Allies. I don't remember, but it shows up enough that you're. It's a cool rule. I think some of the Chinese have it too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. It, there's there's no forward deployment there, is there? No, no, this is not no. Sparrow Tactics. Yeah, the it's Chinese, just... I think, had uh, some of the units had forward deployment as well, although that, right. that got FAQ'd. Fixed so. a little bit, yeah. So it's not nearly as scary as it was. Um, and then their other rule is, I don't remember what it's well, called. Let's, um, what do we want Jeff, to talk about? Why, do you, why do you think that's a really good rule? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Let's, let's start at the top that people don't exploit hidden setup nearly as well as they should, and particularly hidden in ambush, because people are like, oh, they're too in the habit of, I just want to throw my units on the board and let's let's shoot at each other and ha ha ha, the game's over. Yeah. Starting in hidden and ambush gives you strategic positioning that, like, any gaps in terrain, you're covering with a unit already in ambush, like, starting there, so you don't have to wait for your order dice to come out and give them the ambush order. So now I'm already starting ready to cover lanes and inflict casualties turn one, and that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so to so how do you place something in hidden? It has to be in some form of cover or completely out of line of sight. When you deploy it, correct? When you deploy it. Yep. So if you deploy the very first uh, unit of the game, yep, you are automatically it, completely you out of line of sight. Automatically in hidden. Yep. Correct. Well, you are out of line of sight. Yep. In which case, then you have to actually denote that the, that that unit is hidden at that point. In time. Yes. Yeah, you want to stick a marker by it. That's yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's companies that make those kind of tokens. Sure are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even Warlord makes them. So I, I think that would, and I did that very deliberately, just because it's not at the start of the game. Do you then look around and see, okay, who could be in hidden? It's when you place that unit yeah. on the yep. table. Yes. You then check for the A, B, and C. Are they in cover? Are they lying on the other side? Then yes, put them in the hidden. And it's and it's an or on that, not an and. It's an or. They can be in cover or out of line of sight. Yeah. Correct. Right. They could be so, hidden in, in people can people could draw a line of sight to you, but if you are in cover you can still be hidden. Yep. Yep. And so if you're hidden that moves the penalty for shooting you to minus four in soft cover and minus five in hard cover. Right. Basically good luck hitting. I mean basically you're gonna need sevens to hit you. Yeah. Yep. And indirect does not does not range in. It's always a six plus. Yep. Hmm. There you go. Uh, you can be spotted though if a unit gets within six 12 inches, twelve inches, twelve inches. Or dogs have a slightly longer eighteen inch range. Yeah. So uh, who, vehicles are six. Yep. And who else? Who else thought that the rules were really good? I I thought I I agree with Jeff on everything he just said, but I also do I like the other side of it too that it allows so you tell to tell us move. about the other side of it. Right. What's, so being able to are? yeah. So being able to run through terrain on your first turn is it allow it just allows you to set up better. Right, so you can you can get to that play. I don't know. It just it depends on this. Obviously, the table you're sitting on, but there are often circumstances where you're like, oh, I have to run through this, you know, through this dense terrain to get to wherever I want to be. Whereas now you just get to ignore it. It kind of can catch people off guard. So I can I can I can build on that. When I was playing um, Hungry a couple of years ago, uh, they have a unit that allows that treats woods as open ground. Yep. Which was really nice because a lot of times those terrain pieces are about six inches and about six inches up from the end, and that this will allow you, like, uh, say, first wave to come on and get to that front edge of that woods, so that you're not having to take the minus one penalty for firing through where normally you'd only be able to advance and you could barely get into that woods. Or, or if you even get into it, right? Because you wouldn't be able to run. You wouldn't have been able to get in there. Right. Yep. So I mean, that's that's where this really, especially first wave stuff, this is really good. Okay, so it's good on the first wave. Um, do you find it 
Um, good. Well, okay, so I guess we'll revisit this when we start talking about specific units yep. um, that might take advantage of this aspect of the rule versus the other aspect of the rule. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I agree with both of you. I think, um, I think the rules are fantastic, and um, they're double-edged in that it cuts in two different ways. It, it can be great for reactionary play. It can be great for um, aggressive play, depending yeah. on yep. how you build your list. Okay. Yeah, totally. Okay. Absolutely. So uh, sec- second one is yep. infiltration, which is not that amazing, but uh, when they're out flaking, they just ignore the minus one for the test for coming out. Uh, that's amazing. That's it's pretty solid. It, it can be clutch. Yeah. 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 Makes... I mean, it's no put your first, first order dice back in the bag if your opponent wants it to, but... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's no that'd be a communications breakdown. By yeah, the way. no negative morale <laughs> bonus when you are down order days. Yeah, it's nothing special like that. But I mean, it's Americans get it. Several armies get this rule, and I think it plays uh, you have a role. To be, you have to be commando in the British Army to get this rule. There you right. go. But but the fact that it like. And pay a point for it, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So but, we don't see, have the thing is, there's, there's specialist units in other lists that have this rule, but this mm-hmm. is army-wide here, which yeah. is why it's extra awesome. Right. right. Like tra- uh, traffic directors came yep. with this rule in a couple of the, the campaign books. And stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, and there are some specific like, commando-y units in different armies that have it. And it could be nice if, if you're trying to save some points and you've got an, an inexperienced transport. I mean, this could make a big difference. So. Yes. Well, I mean, an inexperienced squad is basically testing on a regular for the purposes of that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that one pip makes a huge difference. Yep. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's if for times army, I can roll nine of my regular transport coming in, I can I can count on both hands and need some extra hands. Right, <laughs> but but and this will come up in the key units. This actually plays a role in this army because it does kind of help some of the things that I think are st- some of the strengths of the army. So, um, so let's. Is there another one? Is there a third one? Or is it just yeah. the two? Bomb. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, we can't forget that one. This is just disgusting. Yeah, because this is great. So start of the game. That means if you're not doing a first wave scenario, this is after every after deployment has taken place. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes uh, it so get, much worse too. They get three round card counters, twenty millimeter diameter, and they can place them anywhere mm-hmm. on the table outside of the other player's deployment zone. They're booby traps. Dear God, it's a great uh, way to um, uh, check off one of those boxes on the list. Right. Like, create your own right. Yeah. Yeah. Create yep. your own Start a partisan list and make these. Uh, the first enemy unit that moves within six inches of the counter must immediately roll a dice. So the second you get that six-inch breach, stop, roll the dice, see what happens. Uh, one, two, three, it's a dud, take it off the board. Uh, four or five, nothing really happens. Uh, but next enemy unit that moves, the next enemy unit that moves within six must retest. So that's not the same unit, again, still being... What's Dear the vehicle? God. It's 3d6 hits. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> At what pen value? Plus four. Plus four. Oh, my God. Uh, and here's the other part. It only affects uh, enemy units. Partisan units, no matter how close they get, won't trigger it. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, you get three of them. Yes, you get three of them. Now, you said if it's not a first wave scenario. Do they do. Still okay, start yeah. the game. Yeah, they always get so, but they yeah. they have to place them before anyone's been moved onto the table. So yeah, or you, or you pull the first dice on turn one, right? Yeah. So your snipers are your advanced deployers are out. 
Right. So they, so yeah, you're just going to have to make an estimated guess as to where they are. So in, in like that particular scenario, you're going to use it to shut down, you know, a, a, a lane or you're controlling a board, you're controlling some board space with it. Right. Is essentially what you're trying to do or objectives or objectives, or you just really want one thing gone. You can just put all three of them next to each other. Oof. Yeah. Cause objectives don't you usually have to be within three inches to claim it. And so, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to be within six inches of the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to get past the bomb unless it just duds out, but, and almost every scenario, Removing an order dice is very beneficial to the win conditions. Mm-hmm. Hey Pat, yeah. Do you think there's? Do you think is there a ruling, or how would you do it if I put my uh, marker inside a building next to the objective? Would that uh, would that level the building? Yes. I would imagine so. Yeah. Yes, the unit inside the building takes the three d six, and if you get the twelve or more on that, the building comes down. <laughs> How do I know this? I lost a 10-man squad of Gurkhas to it. Yeah. Ouch. Brutality. Um, well, okay, so that's how we would rule it, and I don't disagree with that, but it doesn't actually say that in the rules, does it, as far as the interaction of the bomb with a uh, terrain feature, a building well, in this case. It doesn't, but it does say it's an HE hit, and yeah. the building coming down is an HE hit rule. Yep. So you have to, you're kind of only... Okay, so it is a template. You're right. It's not it, a template. And it's not a template. Oh, it's but not it's a HD template. Value hit, right? Because if it were a template well, and it did to a vehicle, it'd be one it, single. Does hit. it say it's an HE hit, or does it say it has a, um, uh, a penetration it, of plus four? HE value of three d six d six pin and plus four penetration. Is how it's same worded. stats as the explosive shell from a heavy howitzer with an HE. I guess it depends upon the kind of building it is, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't disagree with you. It's just a matter of, of running through what it is because. People mm-hmm. are gonna be like, "Are you sure it works like that?" And so that's, I think that's why we think it's, that's why how. It's, and that's why I asked Pat what his opinion was. Yeah. I think it drops the building. Yeah, too, but, but I've certainly been wrong about things before. Well, and and it's one of those weird scenarios where this is a first edition book and a second edition change things. Yep. But this is the only circumstance where I know they actually went against the template. Right. This is the first time I've ever seen them say, no, it's not a template. It's 3D6 dice instead of right. actually changing, converting to the All template. Right, so in the FAQ for the Armies of France and the Allies FAQ, uh, partisan special rule in the Armies of France and Allies, an enemy unit moving within six inches from the bomb token is hit by the equivalency of a heavy howitzer, 3D6, blah, blah, blah. Second edition BA, should this be 3D6 or a template? And they simply said 3D6 hits if the target... If the target unit, as if the target unit was in a building. Okay. So the building falling on top of them. Essentially. Okay. So you roll 3d6, you roll that 12, it's 12 hits against the unit, plus the building's coming down. Ouch. So the building, the unit's eliminated. Right. Yep. Yeah, because the building would take the hits as well. Yep. So, so what the, if I, I think put, the key um, line in that is, as if the target unit was in a building. What right. if I put the token in a by the rules, you're supposed to make that two different buildings. That's <laughs> Thanks, true. Pat. Yeah, big buildings are supposed to be two. Yeah, they're supposed to be they're supposed to be capped at six to eight inches. But if there's an object, okay, so say it's a six by six, and you, you, yeah. so if I booby trap the building, um, is it is from it the six, marker or from if the, the building? It comes within six inches of the building. Does it set it off, or do you keep the marker? It says the marker. marker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Because it says in the in here it says of the marker. Yep, and I agree with that as well. I just yeah. know that. 
I can I can see someone going, well, the marker's in the building. If you something's in the range, building, yeah. the whole building kind of counts as that thing. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but that's not what it says. That's not what it says. All right. So those those are but some... Yeah, I, these are all great points. Yeah. It's a sm- and some smoking hot rules. you wrong, but I don't think so. I think we're not. I don't... You've got the fact... Well, I mean, we've explained why we think the way that we do, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are awesome rules. I love... I think I love the partisan rules. They are... I think good. there's some, some amazing synergy. Yeah, in those for rules. sure. Yep. Okay. Well, there's a 50% chance that that bomb isn't going to do anything, but that terrifying threat of it is going to make... Yeah. Me, I've been very leery about being near those well, things. Well, and... All right, so my last question about the interactions then, and... I just want to clarify this because I can hear some folks thinking probably if they're listening. Um, so my unit has come within six inches and it's tested on that marker. When it moves in the next round, does it need to test again? No, because it says the next unit. Okay, so if another unit moves in and they test and it doesn't go off and then the original unit moves again, do they test again? <laughs> yes, because that is the next unit. Yeah. Okay. Uh for a little clarification, I think buildings come down on 10, bunkers come down on 12. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, it depends on the, the kind of building as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just regular buildings are a little more easy, a little easier to destroy even. So. so if you're a partisan and you have buildings on the table, make sure you talk with your opponent about what uh, what those values are going to be on the buildings. Yep. 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 Yeah. If you're putting your objectives inside them. Inside of buildings, which you put your bombs next to it. Yeah, or yeah, I'm sorry, Ooh. your bombs. Ooh. Uh, yeah, those could be nasty. Uh, let's talk about some of the key units then. So, I I don't even know where you want to start with these. I have I have some favorites. I think they have some cool stuff, and I think one of the big things, one of the one of the biggest things I see about that army that nobody else has is that you're able to get twenty man squads. Outside of Jap- the Japanese, I don't think anyone else really 15, gets... Poland. Poland. Poland can get to 20? Poland, gets 20. Poland can get to 20. Okay. Japanese is typically 15. Oh, it is 15. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, a Spearman, 15? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like so 75 points, 15 guys with spears. Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah, right. They just points. give bajillions of dudes. That's just... Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're 15 or 20 because um, they're still fanatic, too. So anyway, but we're not talking about Japanese. We're talking about yep. these guys. All of their infantry squads can go up to twenty in the part, which is insane to me. So you can get—they don't have very many choices, as far as I can tell. So you have no, early, early, late war options. They have an inexperienced partisan squad, guerrilla fighters, and then a partisan cavalry squad, which I think all those are okay choices. Cavalry is sweet. Cavalry can be sweet because they're not remaining cavalry. They can charge. Yeah, they can actually charge into combat. Right. Um, uh, the cavalry not being infantry. Well, I mean they're infantry, but they cannot go up to twenty. They can only go up to ten. Yes, because yeah. they got horses, so they count as ten too, right? Is that how it works? Uh, you're not going to get any veteran officers. Nope, nope. You get veteran. You can get a twenty man veteran squad though, if you really want to pay the points for it, because that's a, yeah. The guerrilla squads are the veterans. Two hundred two hundred sixty points naked, but you get twenty dudes. And the guy Somehow you on. get an air observer. So. Well, well hey, yeah. I mean, um, so they can get 20 guys. Um, do we think that's a good idea to take 20, 20 man infantry units? Not often. I well, that's I'm... the only way you can get the uh, the reroll and the what the the full the full the morale squad. test. Yeah, so you take morale the, yeah, the full strength rule. That's right. Yeah. So it's, you're not going to be using rough. that rule much off very often. I agree. Uh, What's it? 
20 man inexperienced with pistols? Uh, points? Give me a second. I think it is 80 points. 70 yeah, minus. Yeah, so that would be, yes, yeah, so minus 30. So it would be 40 points for 10 dudes. So it would be, yeah, it would be 80 points for 20 dudes. So what do you think of 20 dudes with pistols sitting on an objective for 80 points? Mm, tough fighter. I think that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible? That's terrible. In a, in a, like, you don't like it or you, that it's nasty? I don't and... like it. Okay. Um, Inexperienced troops are so easy to kill. Yeah, but there's 20 of them. Yeah, but you just have yeah, to lose mortar, by one. The mortars are going to clean up on that. Once it locks in, you're never going to be able to move them far enough to clear it. Well, it's 20 guys. Part of that is, though, is that you, you put them in hard cover, so it has to be the mortar shooting at them. And then the consideration is he's using a 60-point mortar to shoot an 80-point unit of dudes. What is the rest of your army doing? Yeah. Well, it's it's an 80-point unit of dude that's a, dudes that are in hard cover on an objective, which yep. definitely makes it worthwhile. And so, and, pistols, so and if it's 20 guys, your your template is going to hit a ton of them. It's going to do a ton of damage. It, it, well, um, if you go down, it's half that. Okay, so so we're that is that is the optimal situation in which that unit um, is potentially worthwhile. Um, I, I, I'm going to slightly disagree, but let's finish this thought first. Yeah, and so um, in in the best case scenario. Um, I still, I mean, it is just 80 points, but um, 20 guys is really hard to to fit onto the board as a single unit. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, and you're right and about that footprint. It becomes though. super. It becomes super unwieldy, and to have and to have a 20 man unit in hardcover, that's got to be a big piece of hardcover. So. Sure. No, you only um, have to have eleven of them in there. Yeah, you only have to fit half of them in there to get it. So in order, sure. in order to in order to get eleven guys in hard cover, they're going to have to be right next to each other, which yep. means any template that hits them completely hit them all. Yeah. yeah, does a lot of. Is it really that different than if you had five guys in there who are veterans taking a mortar shot? Not really. They die in threes. You know. Yeah, but well, you have three. You, you still have Regular four times as many of them. Regular and inexperienced die to the medium mortar the exact same. That's right. on twos. Uh, oh, okay, that's fair. Um, but it's much easier to move the veterans um, to get them into position, to get them out of position if they need to. They're actually going to um, – They, I think they're actually going to be more survivable personally. Okay. Because um, they're going to be harder to kill. They're going to be farther spaced out. So, so you're, you know, you're hitting three guys instead of half of the unit. Um, they're going to stick around more often because they're not inexperienced. They're veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually going to be more reliable to hit and put pins on on people because yep. they don't suffer the minus one. Yep. Um, and so it's just and, – and, and again, I think my biggest beef with these is um, is how position where it's favorable for them. Yeah. The other thing uh, – and- because sure. you may be able to do that with 20 guys strung out. You may get the chance because you'll be close enough to charge somebody. In which case, if you're going first with 20 guys who have a tough fighter. Even if they're inexperienced, they're still going to be nasty. They don't get a penalty yeah. on yep. melee combat. Right, right. but they're not going to die in droves back at them, right? Like, well, hopefully you wipe the unit before you yes. have to worry about yeah, dying in droves back. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it simultaneous, so they'll be in no. the open. Right. Yep. No, no, you, you, you want to be charging yeah. somebody in the open. Yeah, they yep. will. 
yeah, with Tough Fighter, even it doesn't matter. They're going to be killing them on whatever whatever you know veterancy level they are. Yeah, that's I could see that. It's um, I mean, and again, it's only eighty points. I, I mean, I, I played against Matt, and he was running partisans, and I think he had three twenty-man units. Yep, and um, they were terrible. Well, so. to be fair, you, were you playing your Soviets then too? I think I might have been playing my Soviets. Yeah. Then. So, the, so the other side effect of like a multi-launcher against twenty-man squads is pretty freaking brutal. It wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the multi-launcher. Okay. Honestly. Um, they uh, just. He just wasn't able to get them into. They were so big, and we had quite a bit of terrain. It was just so he really struggled with getting them into an effective position where they could do something. Because sure. what I ended up doing was just putting a pin or two on each of the units, and he would fail one of one of those order tests or something. Hmm. And because they're so big, he didn't have enough leadership around to kind of. It just they couldn't get out of their own way, especially with their low with I, their low morale. I was just say I'm also. I mean, not. I'm not. This is no way speaking ill of Matt, but right. he was a relatively inexperienced player himself. Too. Yes, like, yes, which doesn't course. help things. And I will say, yeah. having a 20 man squad of inexperienced dudes is probably not like beginner level type shit, right? Like, right. You got to plan this out, like Jeff is saying. Like, if you're going to try and get a charge off with them, you need to be thinking about all that stuff. And 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 there's likely ways. Um, that you can actually help that along. Yep. So, well, I mean, the other side effect is, is you, it doesn't have to be an inexperienced squad. If you want to take regulars, those guys are expensive. Now you could bring them that strong if you wanted to. Um, you could do 20 vets with pistols for 200 points. That's scary in itself too, actually. All right. Well, I guess, uh, depending upon your meta, if you don't have a lot of, a lot of template weapons that you're going against, yep. then larger, uh, I think larger squads will be fine. Yep. But even if there's um, half a chance where you're going to be facing two or, God forbid, th- more than that, yeah, my Romanian a 20-man unit is really, really difficult to spread out effectively. Yep. I, th- I think the other problem we're having here is this This is not a centerpiece unit. Like, no. This isn't your army strategy with these guys. This right, is you're not running. Point. This is an 80-point unit. This is a distraction and goes. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, oh, okay. five right? I've right. got nine hundred and ten other points on the table doing something. Yeah, theoretically doing something. Okay. Well, maybe right. I'll rewrite my so list. If all these guys do is move up to the objective, like I use my field craft to run them near the objective, and they can get into hard cover. Mm-hmm. If they take a down order the rest of the game, that's a win to me. Okay. Yeah, that's an easy easy points right, right. there. The distraction is thinking they have to go do something, and they don't. That's that's um, not their primary objective, right? Their objective, their objective is to land on objectives. And if it soaks up your mortar, one of your one of your mortars is firing at them all game. That's great to me. That's yeah. wonderful. Please yeah. keep doing that because <laughs> you're not killing my other 920 points that are what I'm actually going to do something with. Okay. So. All right. I'm again. It's not a centerpiece. This isn't going to be like, ha. Here's what you know. You've activated my trump card here. That's, well. That's well, not well I think what the Soviets have that the, is in the same ballpark here is, and that's the, the, the Straf Bat, which are like 27 points for 12 guys. Yeah. And only five of them have rifles. That They're not, they're the they're the molasses that's just going to slow you down to what mm-hmm. you're trying to do. Yep. You can do this almost as effectively. Right. I, I just, it's, um, if, if you, I think that a 20-man unit, no matter what they are, 
um, is it's not a it's not a beginner unit. I think. No, not for sure not. Not this at is all. Very much, in my opinion, a trap unit. Super difficult to use. Um, very easy to use poorly. And so I would just caution anyone who's interested. I, I think it's a cool idea. I really do. I love big units, but um, um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I knew it was uh, going to come out eventually. And, and I might, and I'm probably suffering from the fact that I'm, I would not be any good with using a unit like this. So um, yeah, I might not be the best. Well, person let's, there. let's I think you just have to get in 25 games with it. Right. Dale? Right. Yeah. That'll help. Well, I mean, uh, let's, let's just go would through be the... an interesting challenge. This would be an interesting challenge. Find a way to use a huge unit effectively. Sure. So that was right. add that to the checklist. <laughs> uh, well, no, no, I'm no. <laughs> all right. So, so let's let's go through the rest of the stuff. There's there's not a lot more to go through here. They have flamethrowers. They have a machine gun. They have medium and light mortars. Um, cannot get a heavy mortar. Oh, hang on. You're skipping the fact that they have a piot. Yeah. Well, I was getting there. I was getting there. Oh, I was going to okay. get to the anti tank teams. Right, so they they not only do they have a piat, but they also they can take a rifle, they can take a piat, and they can take a bazooka. Yep. So they have a choice regular. of all three of them. So it's regular and experienced. They got no veteran C on there, but they do have veteran snipers. Yep, which is nice to have veteran snipers available to you. Uh, yeah. Light and medium artillery, light light only. Light artillery. Just light artillery. Light artillery. So you light light artillery. So light howitzer, anti tank, or anti aircraft. So an auto cannon, right? That's just an auto cannon. Yeah. Yeah, just a single light auto cannon. Um, and then they just have uh, a general purpose truck, car, and a field car. How many does the field car hold? Six. Okay. Six. So nothing uh, super special. Car holds four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at the trucks holds twelve. So nothing. No clown cars here. Well, no. And they, they can they can put an MMG on their trucks. So that's not bad. Yep. Yep. That's which is nice. Uh, normal price for all that stuff as far as yeah, that goes. Yeah, they got uh, four door sedan for. The Honda Civic. Right. No way. VW Beetle, baby. Yeah, it's probably yeah, probably more along the lines of a Beetle. Um, okay, so the list itself on 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 paper, like all of the extra stuff aside, the only thing that really stands out and makes them special is that a lot of their units get can be incredibly big. That being said, that to Dale's point, you maybe won't do that. That's but that's up to your playstyle. Um, um, can I? Can I? Can I slightly disagree with that? Sure. I'm going to slightly disagree, and what makes these guys interesting and good isn't just that they can be big units, it's that they don't have any downside. That, yeah, good point. They're not right. Italians? Well, they, their special rules don't don't hinder them in any way, and they're right. just... the Without their special rules, the list is very just vanilla platoon. It's like the Norwegians, but their rules are good. Right. Like So there's something to be... Yeah, I agree. That is That is a good point. Yeah. Other and and other than uh, possibly the machine gun and, and in my opinion the size of the squads, um, there there aren't any trap trap choices. Right. Like right. There aren't any poor choices you can make yep. because you can't take a a tank and you might. Oh, but we can take tank. a tank. You can take. Well, a tank, I mean, actually. I mean, you can't take a. There's there's some choices where you might want to take, but you don't have the option. So. Well, so so let's talk about that because that is actually hey, something they can get. There's oh, one more, oh, oh, one more caveat on the infantry is that the uh, partisans late war, they can be all SMGs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And there's some Panzerfaust options. And, and, and put a Panzerfaust in each of the squads. Yeah. Uh, not the gorillas, though. Not the gorillas. Which are the nope. veterans? Ooh, I might actually change my list a little bit. And mm. it's it's a it's the five point Panzerfaust. So. Yep. 
Yep, it's the, the cheaper. One. It is the cheaper version. Yes, that is, and it's been corrected on well, Xerum too. Got, in fact, they're all five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's yeah, just, yeah, but it's the good one. It, yeah, it's. Does that mean it works all the time? Yes. Uh, it just means it's not stupid expensive. It's not a piat. It's not a piat. That thing that nobody <laughs> wants to. Yeah. sucks so fast. The not other the thing problem. I like is that. Look at this. This list is super flexible for how you want to build an army, right? You've got the inexperienced, you've got the regulars, you've got the veterans. You have access to Panzerfoss. Man portable anti tank is one of the best things you can possibly take in this game because it's yep. so point. It's so effective for its cost, right? You've yep. got access to regular partisan cavalry if you want to have. If you want to make an all horse force, yeah, the horse force. Out. You can do that, right? And they don't suck. They're not Romanian cavalry. Right, and it's all in. The, and you, the anti tank options. You can take the anti tank rifle if you want something cheap, a door knocker. You can take the piat if you want to prove Pat wrong. Uh-huh. You, you have can... access to the bazooka, which is one of the best all around anti tank weapons in the game. You can mechanize everything too. Yep, you and you don't have the minus one from coming in. So. Right, you can take cheap transports. It's great. This this list is super flexible. You can and, do so many things with it. And we mentioned that. The rules are are flexible enough too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So because they, you can be reactionary with them and you can be aggressive with them. Right. So if you draw the short stick on being, you know, if you have to be a defender in a scenario you didn't want to be, you're going to be okay because you can be hidden in ambush. And if you have to be the attacker, like, that first turn you can run through the heavy obstacles and stuff. That's also awesome. So yeah, this list is very flexible. I I think it's a very strong suit. And honestly, I think it's lack of models is why more people don't play it. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. That's uh, that, that might be a part of the reason why we discuss this as a uh, as of now. Um, so, but let's talk about the tank selection because they do technically have tanks available to them. Um, they can take anything. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's they can't be. I'm trying to remember. It comes in as inexperienced, or no, it just comes in as unreliable. Correct. Uh, any vehicle, they can have any vehicle up to and including a 9 plus. So 9 plus, I can't remember how low, how high anything, it was. Yeah. Anything you take has to be inexperienced, and anything that's armored, so 7 plus, is also unreliable. Yeah. Which means it takes extra pins. So, at first we kind of uh, kind of dismissed this. I mean, Well, yeah. you didn't, Jeff. You, you, you hit it right on the head. There are very few options that you would really want to do this with. Yep. Um, primarily because you're inexperienced and you're going to take some pins potentially, yep. and you're going to take multi. You're going to take lots of pins if you're taking a pin. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to be shot at if you can help it. No, you're trying to avoid it at all costs. So uh, the one option that I I agree wholeheartedly with, and I put it in my list actually, mm-hmm. was the Nebul or the Panzerwerfer. Yes. Because who doesn't like a multi launcher on a seven plus close top? on uh platform so damn good right that can move and fire and the launcher is a 360 so you can <laughs> drive any direction you want right to. so ultimately long at, at the end of the day is you hopefully it's not going to get into a position where it's going to get shot at a whole bunch right especially since it's not open top so the only thing you shoot is is he mm-hmm. and it is a multi-launcher sure yeah all yeah. for a lovely 96 points yeah everything about it's awesome yeah right and Hell, if you lose 96 points, you lose 96 points. It's not the end of the world. Uh, I've yet to find another thing that I would take with this list. I don't know if anyone else had anything when they built the list with it. 
No, the only other idea, the only other idea, I did not put this in my list, but I was scrounging for something else he might take. Right. And hilariously, I kind of, since it's German, I believe it's German or Italian, if I remember right. Yeah. Hilariously, I was thinking about taking that AA truck with the super heavy anti-tank gun on it. That's (laughs) Italian. Yeah. Italian. Uh, so you're getting minus one to hit, but you also have a super heavy anti-tank gun yeah, available which, on a partisan's list. Which is pretty and sweet. And you can start it and hit it in an ambush. Oh, good call, actually. Ooh. Does infantry only get the, the move through terrain? Pretty sure. But let me yeah, as I say, I don't think wheeled vehicles would get that. That would be kind of insane. That would be that'd be really bad. Yeah, so so unfortunately, the tank selector itself... Do, yeah, if you infantry, yeah. If, if you want to take something else, you can. It's just... Keep in mind, it has to be inexperienced, and it has yep. to be, and it gets unreliable, which if means armored, that if, it's unreliable. Yeah, so yeah, if it's seven plus, it's 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 unreliable. You could take that AA truck, which is the standard, you know, auto cannon on the back too, in which case it's Ooh. only fifty points for you an could, auto cannon. You could take the German quad cannon. Yes, you could take the German quad cannon without the armored cab, and you would be in a position. The armored cab. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're still minus one to hit, but good lord, you're throwing ammo downrange. Yeah, yeah. aren't those are. Um, so those would need um, line of sight. Yep. Yes. And those aren't those are those light skin? Is that that light skin? Yeah, it would be a six plus on. Yeah, it would be a light. Yep. So, All right, which means then your small arms fire can put pins on. Yep. It. Correct. Absolutely. Yep. So it's so not the same. To, you're back at the board, so you can outrange the small arms fire, but theoretically, not, yes. Yeah. And okay. well, for fifty points, you probably don't like. I mean, the beauty of the well, the quad one is not fifty. Is the Panzerwerfer is hands down the best choice here. Right, right. <laughs> fire, you're, it's a multi-launcher, so you need sixes anyways. Exactly. Right. You suffered the inexperienced. So. You don't care about the inexperienced, and hopefully you're not taking pins. Him in case he gets any you pins. just need to, to babysit it, which yep. might mitigate the usage of other inexperienced troops in the list. But that, you're right, that's that's a great... Yeah, that's a great tank choice. I don't, I don't have a tank in my list. So I don't have a tank in my list either. So. I have that tank in my list because I'm, because <laughs> I, 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 why would I not have that tank in my list? Um, all right, so let's. <laughs> so one of the reasons why we weren't seeing a lot of partisans, I, I get, I have the sneaking suspicion, is because there weren't a lot of models for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Warlord had one unit, kind of. Was it even? Did they even have a unit before it's recently? Yeah, well, kind of. You could take. There was a, some mix of crap. Is that you can, you can really model and paint them however you really want to. You, Civilian stuff, you know. Yep, you could. And I, I, I remember when when our friend Matt started, and I started digging through some of that stuff, and I was, I was quite honestly underwhelmed. Uh, the biggest problem was, is like, okay, I could find some guys from here, and I could find some guys from another site. But then you start trying to mix and match them, and you're like, these guys don't all look the same. It's like yeah. you're getting a very ununiform, even like just the difference Uneven between sculptors. Size. Yeah, just yeah. sculpt sculptors were not sculptors. the same. It was just it, it well, could be a problem. The, the problem I found, and I'm, I'll, I'll fess up to this, is that you could find lots of cool civilian armed civilian models around there, but you were paying a hell of a premium because they're all yeah. metal and they're like four or five bucks a model, and it's like then oh. there's some weird boutique European company <laughs> like. Right. In, in Romania or wherever, who the hell knows where they were. But, yeah, exactly. you, they would all be yeah, – I agree. I remember doing that too where, oh, I could find a couple models here and there, but it was not – Right. I mean, we're trying to get away from GW prices. Right. right exactly, yeah. Well, and you're not getting the GW quality. No offense to anyone that makes 
partisan models, but you're right. paying for you know a small. You're paying human a, figure. a boutique price. Yeah, for sure. For, yeah, exactly. Or, or, or we, we, you, you used to trying to find partisan models. Yeah. So, so right. It's kind of like I'm happy I'm helping you send your kid to college, but I'd like to send my kid to college. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's GW for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so a couple things have happened. Uh, I think Warlord announced a new partisan squad, which yeah. are fabulous looking. Yeah, they look great, don't like, they? And I think they even gave them uh, the Warlord has a, a partisan support unit now or support support box. So I think that gives you gives you an LT and it gives you a couple other things. I can't remember which things are actually in that box. Not off the top Got of my it. head. You're not on the website? No, I'm actually on Easy Army right now. And Frontline Games and our website on Facebook. So they've got, uh, yeah, they've got a bunch now. They've got the Parson Squad. They've got Soviet Parson Squads. Um, they've even got a force builder for them, by the way. Yep, you can uh, yeah, build Oh, build like machine guns, thank God. Uh, anti-tank rifle teams, because you need those. Uh, mm-hmm. Snipers, light mortars. Uh, MMG team, mm-hmm. good deal there. I was worried we weren't having one of them. Right, yeah, yeah right. Uh, they've got officer teams. Okay, so they got them. Yeah, lots mortar. of stuff. That support one has, I'm guessing, machine gun, a mortar, and an, and an officer. Yeah, yeah so that makes it not that, viable. That's what that support mix is. Unfortunately, to take the machine gun out and put something you useful know, in there. Controversial opinion: the machine gun's not as quite as terrible on a partisan list, purely because it can start hidden and in ambush. Yeah, fair, good point, actually. But um, hmm. so it's only it's only bad. It's not terrible. <laughs> uh, <and> also, <laughs> I mean. You can you you combine that with the bombs, yeah. which are area control, which the machine gun kind of lends kind itself of into. Yep. So you know, I mean. So if you're playing, but if you're so if you're playing multiple, if, if you're playing multiple platoons, you might be able to have a couple. And I I think, God, I feel like we're walking back all of our machine gun hate as of late. But no, well, we're not really. No, but no. no. But you, if you can have multiples for cheap, that's not such a bad option myself either. I, I my personal opinion is, but uh, yeah. so though the support has looks like some HQ, uh, medium mortar, and medium machine gun. So. Yeah, mm. bummer. Uh, you can buy those independently still, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's so Warlord made some models. Uh, we've I found another one. I don't know where I found. It. I think somebody posted on Facebook. Mid Atlantic. Before we go too far down, I just want to make sure we mention that. Oh. Another good anti-tank is, in fact, the partisan bombs because no one's going to chance their no, yeah, tank no. piece near a partisan bomb. Yep. So, no. it it is a good way of anti-armor, sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Mid Atlantic May is releasing war, a new set. War Game Atlantic. Sorry, it says Mid Atlantic. <laughs> I think I keep calling it Mid Atlantic, but it is Dude, War it's... War Atlantic. War Game Atlantic is that what it is? War Atlantic. War Atlantic. War game Atlantic. War game Atlantic. There we go. I will <laughs> not get it right. We'll tomorrow. get there. We could do it someday. We will get there. Back in there again. It's not just foreign languages. We screw up everybody. No, right. Uh, so I don't know where these guys are based, but they do have a U.S. presence, so you can get it from the United States, which yep. I think is fantastic. Uh, these guys are doing it right, as far as I can tell, because they're they have they have presence in Europe. They have it here. Did I say Australia? I feel like they might even have an Australian presence. Which is really fantastic that they've you know, that they figured out how to do it in all the countries, um, and I think it's something crazy like thirty six dudes for thirty five bucks or something like that. Damn! And they look yeah. thirty two for thirty five. Thirty two for thirty five. Yep. What uh, you can get buy three boxes so you can get like the 
the 96 for 95. Yeah, which is an incredibly good deal for plastic miniatures that look good. I, I looked at them and I'm like, damn, these guys look, these good, look as good as Whirler models, in my opinion. Um, and the added bonus is they give you a shit ton of pistols. So you have the option of making pistols on all your units. That was one of the other things that I hated about the metals was like, oh, I want pistol squads. Oh, I can't have pistol squads because you get yeah, like you, two guys. You no. buy a 10, 10 pack and you get two dudes that have pistols. So you're never going to get enough guys in quantity without right. buying a bunch of extra guys. So these are brand new too, shipping this month. Yeah. So they're actually delayed. I just read through their blog a little bit like earlier today that they are delayed until sometime in February because they're getting shipping backed up everywhere. It's not, it's not just them. Like yeah, everything coming out of China. Is right. Everything is, everything's way behind everywhere. So they're on a boat somewhere. They're, I think they're in port in in not in Minnesota in New York, but they haven't been off off boated yet apparently. So they're just yeah, waiting. Customs is about six weeks behind right now. Yeah, so it's, I got a bunch of shit coming in. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, they're so it says January on their website. It's not going to be January. They said it's probably going to be February, if not later. But bases bases are not included with the with these guys either. They so. got like kind of built in bases on them, but yeah, you definitely would need bases. I never used the supplied bases. You know, with plastic guys, yeah, I'd rather make my own bases. Mm-hmm. And and actually, the, that actually works very well with what kind of bases they have. Like the the feet are already pre molded to a little plastic piece, kind of. Yeah. If that makes sense, kind of like Oops, a, I just ordered them. Did you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, how many boxes did you order? Semantic. God, I'm, 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 shit, I'm kind of tempted. <laughs> we should have talked. We should have talked and ordered ten boxes. No, you get a ten box for a lot less. Even you get a ten box option. Um, <laughs> oh, you already ordered. Damn, we could have we could have went two and a half boxes in each. Three hundred and twenty guys for uh, two hundred sixty five bucks. There you go. That's so cheap. <laughs> so cheap. So, um. They're they're by far my favorite right now. I haven't got them in hand yet, so I can't. It's hard to review them, but they. That's kind of why I wanted to get some. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely talk about it when we get them, or when Jeff gets them. These look like contrast paints would go really nicely on them. Yeah, yeah. I think the 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 models that they showed, I think, may have been contrast painted. Um, and then Infamous Miniatures is another one that I think has come up a lot with with yeah, artisans. I, uh... In the realms of, um, I don't want to say bad news, but unfortunate news, I think JT suspended his operations. Oh, was that him? Yeah, he did. I just recently read that he he it sounds like he may come back at some point, but right now yeah. he is not. He's I think he's well, I just mean, burned like out. every other small business person. There's everybody's struggling right yeah, now. Yeah. So I well, and I and yeah, and I think he's just burnt out doing it by himself. So yeah. well, it's a ton of work. Yeah, don't for sure. It's a ton of work. So. You know. Uh, sad, sad on that note, but his models were really good. His paint jobs are incredible. Yeah, his models are fantastic. His paint jobs are oh, fantastic. Oh, no, actually, no. Like... I recall now that actually he's not a one-man shop, now that I think about it. He might be a one-man shop, but he outsources the molding, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. So yeah, he's he designs them, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, still, it's just... When he kicks back up again, we'll have to make sure we... Yeah, but because yep. because the models are totally worth it, and I don't think they're that expensive that they're not they're not quite boutique level, so... But for the quality, I mean, the quality is just so good. Yep. So... His stuff is just so good. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I... Well, I... I'd argue some of that is his painting, so... Well, yeah, I mean, a good paint job can do stuff, but if you're... 
if you've got if you've got a slore face, a lot of painting's <laughs> going to save it. <laughs> that that is a fair assessment. <laughs> okay. Uh, on that note, I mean, there are millions of other ones out there. I know there's a bunch of like you, like civilian models. You can get them. Yeah. The the thing that I always got hung up on was again, I couldn't find. Uh, so many people make like mobster models, and I don't yeah. think that works for me. Like. Dude, they're running around with a, uh, you know, what the hell is the can gun? The, the Tommy you know, gun. The Tommy gun. There we go. Yeah, and you're just like that. That doesn't fit what I would expect, you know, a partisan army to look like. Right. It's not gigs of New York, circa 1920. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you know, if you find more models that work for you, go for it. There's nothing wrong with any of them. Right. But. Some of those other options. War, I mean, Warlords picked up their partisan stuff a lot. So they look good. Yeah, because yeah. they're are they they're French Resistance, right? Yep. Is that what they call yeah. them? Is the French Resistance? Yeah, French Resistance guys. They yeah, they're really good. Soviet. Oh, that's right. And they have Soviet Resistance too now. So you have you could mix and match them together. I think would actually work just fine because you just they don't have to be French and they don't have to be Soviets. They do right. look like just you know peasant right. farmer they types look and like stuff. European civilians. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you're also not having to, you know, paint forty guys that look the same if that if that's the thing that drives you nuts. That you know? that actually is a big selling point to me is that you can do whatever you want with whatever clothing they have. You on. don't have to write down uh, how you painted everyone because they nope. can all be individuals. Yeah, you might still want to write you down could, your skin um, tones. Just saying. You could also probably include some female miniatures too. For sure, yeah, some of them. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of so, females in the partisan list. Yeah, some of the most. I think one of the most famous partisan leaders is female, actually. Uh, French Resistance was definitely something. Yeah, so I was going to say, I'm like, I can't remember her name now off the top of my head, but I was reading about one of them. Somebody made a model for one of the one of the female, like one of the, I think one of the leading French Resistance was yeah, a woman. I'm I can't remember her name. at the moment, too. Yeah. Something Mouse? Was it Something Mouse? Was it a nickname? Mm. The White Mouse? Yeah. Something like that. I could swear something came across my Facebook feed last week about her. So yeah, if some, I can't remember if that was her name or not, but I, I do recall I think that might have been where I saw it too. It's amazing how Facebook tells you things when you're searching for other things. <laughs> kind of creepy, right? All right, so they've got a good algorithm over there. Yeah, it might have. It might have. It might have me figured out. It's nothing but like. 3D printers, guitars, and and <laughs> miniatures. At this point, it's just constant. Wow, you and I have the same, <laughs> right? Like, and it's like they're getting better and better because I'm like, shit, I'm, I might buy that guitar. Like, <laughs> they're well, like they're figuring it out. Showing me the guitar I already bought, you know. Yeah, maybe your algorithm isn't quite as good as mine. Like, right. I don't know. If they you bought one. You obviously you're into collecting them, so here's another. You, well, that is that's not untrue for guitar players. Typically, uh, they no, like they're, they're like miniatures. Six? Oh, shit, I'm under the average. You don't typically collect the same guitar, though, don't you? No, you, you branch out and get a different you one. Know, I was going to say, yeah. you get, you get different one. One of guys that smashes his guitar at every concert, in which case you probably want a bunch of the same one. I, 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 re- I heard that cake song, too. I, oh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> bad reference that nobody else is going to get. Um, all right, anyway, so let's talk about, we kind of already mentioned it, some of the ranges of countries that would, would play as a partisan list, Right. So I'm guessing that's what you're you're suggesting by this, Pat, is like who would, who, so we've already mentioned, like, obviously the French were occupied very early. They make a great resistance force. I I just want to put a caveat in here. I thought it was interesting reading the partisan section of this book again, as they specifically say these lists are geared towards uh, Polish, Yugoslavian, and Russian resistance. Interesting. 
ranges, and not to belittle the French resistance, they say, but this isn't specifically made to mimic the French resistance organization, which I just think is interesting because, it's, mm. especially here in the States, when someone says partisans, we immediately think of the French resistance before yeah. anyone else. Yeah. Our episode 11 title would even say that. Right. So, whereas, arguably, the Polish Home Guard had a, Home Army, excuse me, had a much bigger partisan impact uh, on this book, at least. Yeah. Well, and okay. in, in the war. And in the war. Okay. Interesting. Arguably. Yeah. There's a lot well, of pressure. Wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't Tito? Wasn't he like Yugoslavian? Yugoslavia. Yeah. And he's like the the big main guy that everyone like equivalents worldwide thinks of. You know, when partisans you talk yep. about, oh, it's Tito's army. Yep. Yeah. It's fair. They were onto something there. Yeah. It's well, just, it's just they, they were a large army too. What? Yes. Almost a million. Yeah. Huge. Oh yes, I suppose eight hundred thousand or something like that. So okay, not so not anyway, tiny. Just that caveat in there, but yeah. For but as I was saying, how flexible this list is, though. Man, you could do just about anybody with this. It's really it really comes down to the models you can find, right? Or I mean, or how you paint your models for that matter, because I mean, they probably fit almost any European range, right? Soviets or otherwise. Like I, you're not going to be. The, obviously, yeah, the scale isn't so far. You're going to be able to tell the races Japanese apart. Your Chinese partisans. Well, probably aren't very no, many of them not either. With those models, but with this list, you sure could. You could. Okay. I, I don't know that it fits. At least the Japanese. I mean, the Chinese—they were fighting each other for a while, but. Well, and in that case, don't they already have their own partisan they have list? Three different lists. Yeah, they already have a partisan right. list built into their into their right. faction. You, you, right, you have the nationalists yeah. and the communists and, and the warlords. Yeah. yeah. So, so they kind of already have their all of their their in, inner fighting amongst them. But the Japanese I mean, the same way that you wouldn't have an American partisan list because well, you know we weren't really. Yeah, I don't think and, we were fighting. Yeah, the there. Japanese weren't either. So yeah. Funny story about that. We'll get when we get to our list. <laughs> okay. Because because I, I was gonna say I'm like I feel like there were Japanese people that were trying to resist the Japanese army. But anyway, okay. Well, maybe um, I, I guess I'm not aware of that. So right. So. The, the world is your oyster when it comes to this list. This is what yes. we're kind of getting at. Is you can make it whatever you want. I mean, obviously, anytime you know a, a country was occupied by another country, There's partisan list. That. What's that? There's some people who disagreed with that. Yeah, w- with being occupied for sure. Yeah, yeah that yeah. seems to work just fine for any of these. Yep. Um, all right. So one of the challenges we came up with during this was that we were going to make lists to to give you some ideas of different ways of doing this list i have a sneaking suspicion that we all came up with different lists in different ways um i will tell you right now mine's probably not as competitive given what we've already discussed but what i what i started my my army list off of was the the wargaming atlantic box set was basically my premise was like what can i use out of a box to make my list and I think I ended up needing three boxes, which is fine because it's a relatively inexpensive cost still. It's only about 100 bucks. Um, so I'll go through my list really quick. I'm going to start by saying it's a 20 point or 20 order dice uh, <laughs> list. So at a, thousand at a thousand points, I actually have seven points to spare right now. I haven't figured out what to so do with dual them. Dual platoon. Dual platoon. Um, okay. Yep. So it's interesting. But twenty okay. dice, twenty dice is not an ins- insignificant thing. Uh, so I have two. No, that's not. That's a that's a huge number. Yeah. So I have two regular lieutenants, no extra dudes. I have one, two, 
four 10-man inexperienced squads with pistols. So four, do I say four? Yeah, four 10-man squads. I also have four or two two regular partisan squads with SMGs. So two 10-man squads with SMGs. Mm -hmm. I have four five-man inexperienced squads with pistols. Those are kind of just chaffy. Like they're basically giving me order dice at this point. Um, but they're also chaff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially what they are, but they're also like what I'm, what I'm, what I'm expecting to have happen is, is okay. So if, if someone's going to hit my inexperienced squads with something and I have a five man squad, they're basically going to, they're going to do the objective holding after the fact. Right. So I'm just kind of splitting up my 20 man squads into smaller squads for footprint purposes, footprint purposes, but also to all, to allow, you know, if one unit gets one unit gets pinned, they're not going to be able to pin twenty units, right? This is kind of my theory on it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a thought. This is what I'm thinking. This is a theory. Uh, so I have two inexperienced mortars, a medium mortars, two regular snipers, anti tank uh, anti tank rifle team, two light artillery, uh, Panzerwerfer. And I think that's it. That seems like not that much, but that is it. That's a lot of stuff. Okay. So it ends up being 50-some dudes with pistols, uh, 17 dudes with SMGs, and a bunch of other stuff, a bunch of pie plates and some fun stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 60 dudes with pistols because I'm not counting the, S, uh, the NCOs. So there you go. There's my list. But that's basically like how can I finagle the the – the box to maximize the number of miniatures to either be SMGs or pistols. There's no long range shit in my list. That's the biggest flag I see right now off the top of my head. Well, you have two mortars, a sniper, two light artillery as well, two light artillery, two snipers, two snipers. So you do have some long range, but it's pretty light. It is pretty light. That's, that is one of the things I know. Snipers in there too. Two snipers. Snipers. What? Two, regular snipers. Two, two regular snipers. I couldn't. I, I like. I could make them vet, but I was like, everything else in here is regular and experienced. I felt kind of cheesy, and it was also. I was like, where else can I put the points? Okay. So I could make them. I could make them veteran and t- drop some of those five man squads because I honestly don't know what I think about the five man squads. But I just was like, oh, let's play around with this idea. Um, so do you? Do you feel like this list takes into account the special rules? And how does it do that? If you do think it does, how how would you take advantage of the special rules with your list? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I thought that far into it. <laughs> okay, that's, and that's, that's totally you fine. The, the modeling first. Yeah, I was I was mostly going for like how could I make this fun to play? Okay, but and, and it's I'm not, not I'm not I'm not trying to. I was just trying to. I mean, um, I think there's, understand your approach. And yeah. If if, if you had thought about it, because I'm, I'm trying to think about how you might take advantage of the rules with your list. So. I mean, honestly, what I probably would end up using the, the bombs for in this list is basically is, is supporting, giving me that long range support for a little bit longer, right? So you're just basically, I'm going to tie, I'm going to try and jam up where I want you to be jammed up. That's essentially okay. what I would be doing. You know, I don't want you to move through this area, or I do, you know, funnel either. Either I'm funneling you in or I'm trying to oppose you from going into an area with them. Okay. And I think that the the field craft gives me some benefit for the inexperienced squads or even the SMG squads to get them up farther faster. Yeah. This, this really ultimately my goal is to be kind of aggressive, but ultimately, this is just an objective play, essentially is what I'm looking at for this list. 
All right. So that's mine. I know mine's the, probably the least competitive of our group, so I went first. <laughs> okay, well, mine would be the second least competitive, so I'll go to There that. you go, there you go. That seems great. That seems like a great idea. All right, so I also had 1,000 points, uh, dual platoon, only 16 order dice. Only, I know, right? only, yeah. Only, only. With two infantry models, um, so it's a little three-man squad. Because um, I like little three-man squads with SMGs because they can kind of surprise you sometimes so that's a fun little unit then i've got two 10-man units of veterans with smgs um because they're super hard to shift and they can really put out a lot of hurt um i've run soviet scout squads and because of their field craft um, these can effectively be scouts after the after the first turn depending upon if it's not a first wave scenario or anything like that um which means they give you a lot of area control um and it could just be a huge pain in the ass, especially if they're close to each other because then they have mutual support going back and forth. I've got three uh, 10-man units of regulars um, with Panzerfausts. Um, added in a flamethrower team, a veteran sniper, a medium mortar with a spotter because um, I like to have that extra um, ambush, or not ambush, but uh, extra infiltrating uh, deployment. And then I picked up a bazooka as well, so another small team um, with a little longer range um, anti-tank just in case. Uh, so, for example, if a, uh, I don't know, a truck rolls up on the side, I can I can blow it up in the 12-man submachine gun team with it. Um, and then the light howitzer. So uh, just a combined arms approach. Uh, only 11 order dice in this. Um, and That's beefy units. I do have beefy units, and the bombs themselves actually play a huge role in this because um, they'll be in overlapping lanes, effectively shutting down probably 25% of the board, maybe even more than that, um, which just funnels everything into into my veteran submachine gun units on a third of the board, and then three 10-man units with... Um, mutual support so um it's kind of just um an all this would kind of be an all-comer single platoon army list that i would run with typically uh the bombs are super important and and the fact that the the reactionary or aggressive uh play style that the the unit allows or that the special rules allow you to to do actually makes this a really flexible list that can do a lot of things that's why my list doesn't include any. <laughs> oh, you got to you got to play to your strengths. That's for sure. I like um, I like having my units in place, and I like the army rules because they're flexible and allow uh, allow me to change my plan mid. So that's that's that was my approach. Yes, yeah. and I think I think a lot of people forget too, Dale. To your point about transports, is like you you don't need a transport to to flank. Like right. you can put a unit in outflank without a transport. You don't need it, and they will keep moving up just like they were in a truck. You just don't need the truck. The, the what? Why people do it though is it gets them in that much further into the board. But you know, if you're funneling towards a corner anyway, it may not be the worst idea if you're going to try and pick a, a corner or pick a side versus the middle. Right? I don't know. Just something to think about. Yeah, uh, and, and and that's that's because um, they only have a 12 inch range. I really feel like. Um, I'm not taking 
uh, enough advantage of their capability because basically yeah. then they become a one-turn unit. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not suggesting that you necessarily do that with your well, SMGs. Right. I'm, I'm just playing off the idea of what you're talking about with transports because, yeah, sometimes people get hung up on the idea they need a transport to outflank with. They, that, they yeah, don't that's need a fair to. point. I like transports because they're not terribly expensive. They can be useful after uh -huh. they drop off their cargo. But I like that the transports kind of give that aggressive unit an extra turn. Yeah. Effectively, yeah. in my opinion. So. That's fair. They, they move them in faster. It's extra 12 inches of movement. Yeah. Yep. It, it, I'm not suggesting Sorry. it's not extra Technically, movement. Technically, it's an extra six inches of movement because yeah. they get 12 instead of six. And yep. And so, I mean, for me, this would be like a first try list, but um, I feel like there would probably be some tweaks after about five or six games to this list. So. I think my list would have some tweaks after yeah. the first game. So I'm excited oh, to hear. Dude, I'm, I would I'm be doing things all, all sorts what, of different. What direction Jeff went with his, so. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, so I, I'm going to admit to fully admit to kind of cheating here. I made two lists because <laughs> we weren't sure on one of the rules. So I'll go with my standard list first. And this is the one I'd use for European partisans. And it's 13 order dice only and 1,000 points, I know. We've got a regular second lieutenant. i got four partisan late war squads with 10 men each. There's one Panzerfaust, and five of them have SMGs. So five in, with So five, five, five long range, one, five okay. short range, okay. Yep. Like well, five shooting and five tough fighters. Yeah, yeah essentially, yeah. Uh, I took a partisan cavalry squad of 10, okay. uh, and they all have submachine guns. Because mm, they can that's, either that's... ride by, drive by shooting, or they can ride up to an objective, get out, and be a pain in the ass to get can out they, of there. Can they shoot their SMGs off the back of a horse? Yeah, they can't shoot their rifle off the back of a horse. Oh, my God. Uh, I thought they fired just pistols. Don't they have carbines? Uh, rifles. The, no. the carbines you, fire as pistols off the back. SMGs. Right, which then they can't fire horseback. Uh... They can only fire... Uh, they have carbines, which they can fire Double as pistols. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, let's go look. I could be wrong. Gotta keep going. Wrong. Oh, let All me right, look we'll at the table of contents. We'll keep going here. Flamethrower team, regular. Machine, medium machine gun team, regular. Medium mortar team, regular with a spotter. Sniper team, veteran. Anti-tank bazooka team, regular. And then two inexperienced civilian cars to drive around the small teams if they need to. So you got a maneuver? I got a maneuver. Yep. Nice. Literally two VW Beetles. They can cruise around in. I actually like that. I think that's a good play. I like that. Plus, it's pretty thematic, you know. The VW pulls up on the corner. Bazooka guy jumps out. Right, and that's, what, <laughs> that's exactly what you use it for. Or yeah. the flamethrower guy jumps out. Oh, yeah, there you go. So That's kind of a one and done, but it could definitely unseat something that you're having a, a real thorn on your side. Good idea. So, unfortunately, Jeff, the only option is... only pistol or carbon will yep, yep, exactly. Well, you know what? They're still tough fighters, and they can still dismount with those. Yep. It's not that expensive. It's movement. Yep, it gives them the extra movement. Yep, and it's recce, yep. so I think I'd keep it just like that anyway. It's essentially like bringing a truck without the MMG on it, right? You're, right. you're so still giving them a truck. Your truck doesn't have recce, though, I don't think. So. Yeah, your truck no, yeah, yeah, no. These no. guys can ride up nine places a truck can't go, right. dismount, and spray the shit out of you with submachine gun, sub gun fire. Do cavalry count as infantry? Yes. Yes. So they would get to use the field craft rule as well. So they could run yeah. through rough ground first turn. Yep. If they wanted. To. So they can move up to eighteen, then dismount, and they're basically most likely standing then on an objective. With submachine guns. Yeah. Yep. And I'm paying what two points for horse? Two points. Two points so for those are regular guys, right? Those are regular guys. Yeah. So that's two point ten guys. Two points per is twenty points. So I basically got a 
truck that can drive through rough ground for 20 points. I'll take you know, that. An all-cavalist in this wouldn't be terrible either. No, an all-cavalist could be awesome. Huh? Oh, my gosh. That's actually especially interesting. Especially that infiltrator roll. Yep. Yeah. Well, with the uh, field craft rule. So, so if you advance, if you advance with cavalry, is that nine inches? Nine inches. Yep. So you could advance nine inches and still dismount and shoot with your submachine. Yep. Guns? Yeah. Yeah, you still can dismount. It's not an action to dismount. Yep. You dismount I, is part of an advance action. I think that's totally worth two points. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty good. So that's nice. Yeah. So, so make some one hundred and fifty points for a ten man squad. Correct, but SMG. yeah, so it's also worth noting. You, know it's, what? you could you could have two units of those, and ride them up through your uh, into cover quotes. Okay, I mean you're paying attention to where you're playing. Um, yeah, with your bombs. Yes, in the middle of your bombs. Yes, that's brutal. That's freaking brutal. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous. Can be. Now, who the makes shooting, the who shooting makes horseback was just gravy on top. I mean, you don't really bother doing that. Well, you, but you that's can't, so so. when they dismount, they're still tough fighters. Yeah, no, that's that's actually pretty good. If I could have made them veteran, I'd have found a way to pay the points to make them. Oh, uh, the, yeah. the big downfall of the of the all uh, all cavalry list is they can't take uh, uh, Panzerfaust. Correct. Yeah, but you know, whatever you 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 deal with tanks in more creative ways then. Sure. You can still take a bazooka team. Still can take a bazooka team, or and a, you, and a VW Beetle. You can still take infantry squads if you want to. There's nothing stopping you, can, you. I mean, you can use your bombs to kind of funnel, to funnel any tanks that you're yep. you're facing, or if they're if you put them in a situation where they're afraid to advance, yeah, which means then they're not moving, which means they're going to be easier to hit for your artillery, or getting your bazooka into position and, and those kinds of things. For sure, absolutely. So that's that's the European list, and then I was having some fun. I was asking Pat on this because I I couldn't remember the rule on it. If the native irregulars were usable by every army or just the theater book armies, and the reason I want to use them is a they're a veteran infantry squad, and b their deployment rule. With yeah. part of them, with they they have the field craft already, and they have a better deployment rule, so you're not losing. So they advance deploy. Right, you're right. The They're like snipers. Yeah. Don't get the special, the army special rules now, but the regulars come with the partisan special rules already. So who gives a damn? Right, and the bombs still are bombs. The, the, bombs the are unit doesn't bomb, give a shit about them. And you can forward deploy these guys now. Forward deploy guys that can be hidden and ambushed because they bombs. already have field craft. Yeah, yeah. Who can be veterans? So ten man veteran squad and the sergeant's got an SMG just for the hell of it is 133 points. Ooh, can you give them all SMGs? No, you can only get one guy in SMG. But yeah, they have to have some drawback, right? right. Yeah. So, so this one, uh, this is Gurkha. Say hello, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, so the occupation. So you yeah. get the native irregulars, okay? Because they have the same. They have a good matching set of rules that Filipino guerrillas would have had. Uh, you still take the mortar, regular mortar team. You still take the vet sniper. You still take the uh, bazooka team and the flamethrower. Yeah, the native yeah. regulars is their own thing. Native regulars yeah. is just that one unit. Pumpkins, they're their own thing. Yeah, but four of them being being able to advance deploys four veteran squads in a partisan list where you can have bombs and sh- oh my god, get out of Which here! Which is probably exactly why they'll they'll come back and say that no, you can't do that. Dear God, don't do it. But that being said, it would make sense if native regulars could be in a partisan list specifically because. That's exactly the kind of rules a partisan squad should have in the Pacific Theater. 
And particularly with the Philippines, there's a very successful partisan movement there during the Japanese occupation. So, Yeah, and, and probably it's just going to be those uh, it's China, Japan, and the British Commonwealth that were involved right. in uh, Empire in Flames. Right, which again, it's like, hey, you can only use those in a Burma theater. And it's like, well, what's so terribly different between the Burma theater and the Philippine theater? And that but, was my argument, too. I said, well, you know what, if you have a partisan squad that's in this theater, why why not that? Because so, they haven't written the book yet, guys. And see, going back one, what campaign book would I like to see? Philippines. That's there a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see a And maybe it's coming. I mean, we just did the Marianas and Palau. Maybe they're going to work their way through the island hopping campaign and get to the Philippines. Maybe they'll even give us an Okinawa Yajima book at some point. That'd be cool. Did, but they, the Philippines one, nobody really pays attention to that. No, right. <laughs> no. Other than MacArthur and his bit, but right, yeah, exactly MacArthur and and the Philipp- people that live in the Philippines, yeah. Yeah. they they were probably very well aware of it. They're very aware, of it, but like <laughs> our history talks about the island hopping campaign because that's the one that got us closer to Japan faster, right? So we kind of just gloss over the other half of the Pacific campaign. But yeah, so those are my two partisan lists. They're, I feel like they're slightly more, um, I don't know, well-rounded might not be the best word, but not as focused. Yeah. I, I didn't take any of those inex, giant inexperienced squads or small inexperienced squads with pistols. This is much more of a standard bolt action. Yeah, thing, it's not gimmicky. I, yeah. Well, well, yeah, I feel like that's more like what we're used to and familiar with. So, yeah. I mean, I, I know I spent 10 minutes talking up how good those <laughs> inexperienced pistol squads can be in giant numbers. I didn't yeah, put a single one. Well, I mean, I mean, and, and it's a fair point. I mean, it's I I really feel like I don't appreciate the inexperienced units as much as I should. So I've never put an experienced unit on the table. Yep, I, think, I have, and I've never been happy with it. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like I'm doing it just because I have never really done it before. Yeah. It's very unforgiving. It can be very powerful right. if used right, but it's very unforgiving. Well, I figured twenty order dice was giving me some forgiveness. Yeah, <laughs> that was my yeah. goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! I just I worry about how many dice you're going to start bleeding. Oh no! It's it 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 would it would bleed dice. It would be a pinata of order dice for sure. But at least not um, Italians. What's, you <laughs> like, yeah, you're not Italians. Take a whack at, yeah, take a whack at Rick's dice bag. Yeah, just dice <laughs> everywhere. Oh I, man! I, I want to throw this thought out here because I almost wrote a third list here. I'm just going to throw this thought out here, and this is this is kind of bad, but I'm going to say it. I think I actually, if I was going to play an Italian list, I would play them as I'd use the partisan rules because sure. they don't suck so bad. Right? No, well, no, they, you can they're do opposite. everything you want to do with an Italian list in a partisan list. So would that, be, would that be late, late war like Northern Italy when they started fighting back? When they no, well, I mean, you could, but this would literally be like, here's my Italian army, except it's using oh, partisan you're just Well, I, well I, I mean, I understand from a gameplay aspect. I'm just thinking more historically, like, where does that fit in kind of thing? Yeah, that's, that fits in very late war. Italy. Okay, okay. You know, post-Anzio. In fact, it'd be the, the fascist loyalist after Italy flip sides. Sure. Oh, okay. All right. So, oh. so you could do it. Uh, you absolutely could. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not as big of a fan of that either, Jeff. Just from a like, they've they've got their own rules, kind of like yeah, be a little bit of... yeah. But they made shit rules for the well, Italians, for sure. I'm rules that don't. Suck. <laughs> I'm not gonna say you're wrong. 
if you're gonna if you're gonna make if you're gonna put down two plates and one of them is a shit sandwich and one is a, a beautiful steak, I'm gonna eat the steak. Yeah, well, partisans are definitely no shit sandwich. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I you you opened my eyes. I I looked at the cavalry again. I'm like, oh, that's actually really good. I I really like the cavalry now. Cavalry yep. with overlapping minefield. I'm just yep. like, well, yep. It also gives you the ability to reroll morale tests. Yeah, I mean that's a not a huge deal. Like, don't I'm not like going to put a huge thing on that. But it's the only unit in the army where you're ever going to get to do that because yeah. to fucking and now I'll, do that now I'll flank with them. Because right, they don't get minus out flanking. Right, so they're yeah they're they have mobility when they come on, and yep. you can dump them off and just spray SMG fire if you want to. Well, I mean, wouldn't you get a truck then at that point? Why? Because the horses are cheaper than horses a truck. are cheaper in a truck, and the biggest problem with with well, like, I mean, but the truck doesn't go away. You keep that order dice, and it's probably gotten. But well, the argument yeah, being but, is, is like if you're out flanking out of the truck. Yeah, I've got to micromanage that truck so it right. doesn't end up it, closer. It, to it becomes it becomes That's a fair. liability, and you lose the order dice sometimes. Yeah, I still think like, I still think that I take the cavalry for me. It's it's that field craft that first turn run being able to get up. Yep, move yeah. eighteen that first That's turn. That's also great. Yeah. But again, it's it's one of those things where you can look at the board and determine which way is better. If flanking is going to be better play for the scenario and the board, then the horses give you that advantage. Duh. It's all about flexibility. Sorry to give you that advantage. So. Sorry to go back to the beginning of this conversation. Uh, as far as field craft goes, can you you can maneuver and then end up in hidden ambush, or is it one or the other? No, it's after deployment uh, yeah. before the game starts is when you are determined that you can be with when you start hitting you start the game in and in ambush that's a wait say that again during setup any unit can start the game hidden oh right right right. okay so you can't have already done yeah okay so you can't run the horses up yep. and then put them in yeah yeah okay, no, okay makes... so it's not the field craft that, that they're i'm looking for them to take advantage it's being able to ignore any movement penalties on that right first right, right right yeah i was just making was... field craft that's the second half yeah it's, they're both the right. same rule all right but... so it's that part of field yeah, craft yeah, that yeah, I'm was, I, yeah, yeah it's a big rule <laughs> yeah it's it's like it is two rules in one essentially but i just wanted to i was trying to figure out if you could somehow get them hidden after you've moved them up into position. No, but, I mean, with being able to move through any kind of ground, it's just open. I mean, damn. Sure. You could run them up behind, you know, line it's, of sight blocks. Well, and I guess, so and I'm going to move through buildings, straight through, through fences. Well, and I guess walls. I'm not taking into consideration the fact that they could still start in hidden. It just makes them, they, you can't shoot them before they move, right? Yeah. So they would still get an opportunity to run before they're getting shot at, potentially. Well, yeah, if they're hidden, right? And but then, you would hide them you at pull the their dice. So you, you, the you, you put them down as hidden because they're near some kind of cover, right? Right. Well, hidden doesn't take their dice though, Dale. But well, no. What, what I'm saying is, and so this is where maybe too. having all those order dice with with the play that you're making with those cheap and experienced units. If you have a couple of units to take advantage of all those order dice, which means you can bank those order dice. Mm-hmm. Those cavalry are going to be hidden. Yeah, super hard to to shoot, and then you just get that nine inch move to plop them into wherever and SMG the shit out of whatever. Yeah. You've got five dice bef- after they've pulled all of theirs. So yeah, yes. yeah, and I mean that was. I think I'd have to go back to the drawing board a little bit and maybe look at what I've got as far as like inexperienced squads versus experienced versus veteran because or like oh, regular. Jeff, talking, I'm going back to our list. Going yeah, back to our list. no, Jeff opened my eyes to a couple of things too for sure, but. Um, well, damn it. Now we have to do 
Partisans but 3.0. I, I didn't see any Partisan Cavalry miniatures in any of these miniatures. I haven't been able to find any. Uh, so... Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, most of your part... Well, that, maybe that might not be fair. I don't know that Partisans primarily... Um, were active in an urban environment, so I'm well, sure. And I, I don't know that uh, that would follow the much season, much you get rule either. I suspect partisans would have access to bikes more readily than actual horses, too. So, right. so depending on the kind of partisan. What is the name of 3D Wargaming? There are cavalry models on this. So 3D Wargaming? Which one is the one that Dewey Cat participates in? Uh, well, Wargaming. Wargaming 3D. Oh, oops. Okay, sorry. We're dead airing here. Gaming was the, uh, this German super mortar. Yeah, that's what I was... It's super confusing because they're basically the Which same thing. I really like, but I don't know that I like it enough to spend as much money oh as Oh my god, is. that's so much money. It's so expensive. Oh, it's like a starter smoker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm to find a picture of this sprue because I have an idea how to make this work. But So, the, <clears throat> the Perry miniatures... Stay with me here. American Civil War Cavalry... If that rider's two pieces, you clip him at the waist and you put the partisan on top. That's horses, that's dudes. Perrys are usually like smaller. true 28 millimeter. Right, right. but what War Game Atlantic? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell. I'd have to get the miniatures in my hand to figure that out. If they're true 28 millimeter as well, then it's kind of like, well, hey, that works. I'm just trying to find horses because if you could find, because I don't know where you're going to find. Oh damn it! Guys horses. riding horses. Hold on, hold on. I found them for you. Oh. oh. Hold on. I got it. I I was on my other computer, unfortunately. <laughs> so there's no way for me to get them into a thing where oh, I could post them in Discord. Uh, first world problems, right there. Right, right. It's such a first world problem. I'm on my other sorry, computer. I'm on my other computer. Yeah, sorry. Rick's got to set up in the basement like the Matrix. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah. So there's oh, so the yeah, the Cossacks would work. Could work. Although you don't get SMGs with them, you'd have to probably do something with their helmets. Up here. Okay, well that's kind of a pisser. The, ca- the yeah, the Civil War cavalry ones, the riders a single piece. So that's a lot of converting. Horses are fine though. The horses are separate, so you could just use the horses. Are you I looking the at the? Fine, no matter what time period you have. Right, horses right. don't. Yeah. I, I actually, as far as the the Cossacks go, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about the Perrys. Oh, the Perrys. The Cossacks are very unique looking, but if you're doing Russian partisan, it'd be just... Yeah, I, just, I think you'd have to do Soviet... You'd have to do Soviet partisans at the point. Yeah. But it, it's an option. You're right. They're pretty unique. You wouldn't be able to find something else. But I was I was looking at them, like, trying to find good Polish Lancers a while ago, and I couldn't find those either. And I was like... You, you probably would end up kit-bashing the shit out of, like, 14 different kits to get... It'd be a labor Partisan of cavalry. love. It, it, it would be. Probably be worthwhile a labor of love. Well, let's add something to the list. Convert at least one model. <laughs> you mean com- convert one squad? There you go. I've already got that. I'm, I can check that one out. Oh, shit. I probably have to do it this year, though. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, I'll continue to work on them when I can. Unfortunately, I think the Romanians have become not a labor of love anymore. They become just an absolute. There's still just a labor, labor, just a labor, just just sheer labor at this point. But yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh, those are all resin prints too, Rick. I know, I know. I mean, if they were resin, I, this is one of the units I was looking at. If I was getting a resin printer, it was the one that I posted in the Discord. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as like, 
yeah, it was a pretty sweet cavalry squad. But it was also like, I'm looking, I really wanted Polish Lancers. I'm like, I want whoever this guy is, uh, Mr. 3D Print to make me Polish Lancers instead of uh, Soviet Kovac, uh, Co- oh, what's that? Cossacks. 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 God, I can't talk. It's okay. It's 1245 at night. Yeah, it's probably what's killing me here. Um, so I'm sure people have more questions than answers at this point as far as partisans go. <laughs> um, but Well, that was our point, right? Yeah. No, I think, again, to, to Jeff's point, I feel like it's one of the most flexible lists you can make in a lot of ways. It does give you a lot of options. I, I mean, I guess it's as flexible as some others, but... And, and their rules don't suck. That's, their rules actually don't suck. Well, you, you don't get a free order but you know I will take free bombs instead I feel like these rules reward good tactical play yeah I would I would say yes it probably is true so uh, I'd yeah, probably suck at them if someone show up at, a, at a, a, a GT tournament with a partisans list at they probably know what they're doing probably I will also say that there is or some me. yeah as I say there's also some benefit as being uh, uh, probably a partisan player at this point is because it's not very regularly played that people are going to be less than familiar with how to play against them. Right. Those bombs might be more intimidating than they should be. Um, you might be like, Oh, I need to stay away from those when it's in reality, it's only going to blow up on yeah, a six. The, the, the right. counterplay for the bombs isn't in our current meta. No, you need, you need small disposable units. Right. Like my cheap ass little infantry perfect. units. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You still might lose order order dice, but you 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 know you might lose them anyway. You, I mean, you put a big ass squad on top of one of those bombs, it might be it might be gone anyway too, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I lost a ten man Gurkha squad to it. That was very yeah, which, and very tough to come back from. Yeah, that hurts. Mm-hmm. Well, too many eggs in one basket, and it got cooked. I still won the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> All right. Well, so there you go, Partisans. Uh, we will be back in February as normal, right? Once a month at this point still. Yep. Um, we will be talking about the Dutch. Who talks about the Dutch? My goodness. Uh, Dutch do. The, well, okay. He's got a point. Fair. We well, will. You know, they, they weren't just in Europe. Right? No, that's a good point. No, they weren't. Yeah. And then Greece or Bulgaria as well. So I think we're going to cover some of the smaller factions. I don't know. I You told me it was my choice, but I'm not going to choose right now because it's late and I don't want to be pigeonholed <laughs> into a choice. Yeah, I don't want to commit to one and be like, oh, I really wish I'd picked Bulgaria. Yeah, let's let's not offend a whole country. <laughs> Greece and Bulgaria are both great places. I, I think you pronounced <laughs> them both correctly, though. So I, I'm guessing I didn't. That's probably, I'm sure they don't pronounce them that way themselves, but maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? And the Dutch are not a country, are they? Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's not. I know they're not. Oh, no. Anyway. Anyway. We're going to call it a night because I'm exhausted. How about you guys? Are you tired or you you want to keep going? I think I'm ready to wrap Okay. All right. I'm good. I'm good. All right, Pat, roll us out. This is Snafu. Happy New Year. Over and out. Ooh. Over and out, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks Enjoy for listening. the music. Bye-bye. the guy who cared about love.
and another guy who cared about fortunes and such never cared much. Oh, look at you now. I never knew the technique of kissing. I never knew the thrill I could get from your touch. Never knew much. Oh, look at you now. You're a new man, better than Casanova and his best. With a new heart, a brand new start. I'm so proud I'm busting my vest. So you're the guy who turned out a Yes, I'm the guy who laughed at those blue diamond rings. One of those things. But look at you now. He's not the guy who cared about love, and he's not the guy who cared about fortunes and such. Cared about much, but look at him now. I'm a lover. He never knew the technique of kissing. He never knew the thrill he could get from her touch. Never knew much, but look at him now. Man, I really come on. He's a new man, better than Casanova and his best rider. With a new start, a brand new heart. He's so proud he's busting his vest. So he's the guy who turned out a lover. So he's the guy who laughed at those blue diamond rings. One of those things. But look at me now. He's a new man, better than Casanova. Parsons last covered uh, Thursday, July 27th, 2017. So, two yeah, years, like two years ago. ago. Yeah, two and a half years ago. Resist the French connection. 